This reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think! You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head and... Uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the Our Take Podcast. Well, from Ogden, Utah, Scary Parrot Media, <laughs> it is the Our Take Podcast. I'm Brian. I am Spencer, and guess what? We have a very special guest. Oh, that too. Oh, what were well, you going to say? It's the first episode of the new year. It's true. We didn't even talk about the year ending last time. No. Happy New Year. Happy 2019. It felt really long, I think, isn't that's why. Did it? Wait. It to me. The year did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right. I don't know. Right, that's cool. We have our first doctor on the show. That's yeah, up, we guys. have our, this is our most educated guest. Let's not go guest? that far. Guest? Guest? <laughs> educated guest? Guest? You already called uh, me a special guest. I'm yeah. not really sure how to take that. <laughs> Yeah, this is Dr. Ethan Baham. What's up, guys? It's good to be here. Now, it's when we say doctor, really? Yeah. he's a doctor doctor, not like a fake, you know, history doctor. No, no, he's a doctor. Right. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. A D.O. I, yeah. I paid a lot of money for it. It better be legit. A DO. What does the D.O. stand for? Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine. More holistic Oste- approach. Uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not yes. that whole. No, uh, that means he's, you know, uh, that's, I don't know, man. What are you? Like, we're talking about healing crystals here? Or? No. No. <laughs> not like a, no. Not a naturopath Sometimes or anything. Not Spencer that there's anything words. wrong with that. Holistic. Doesn't well, mean healing crystals. Yeah, no, it does not. <laughs> that's the crap my mom gives me. She's like, here, take this. It's from the earth. Like, all right, I'll just go put dirt in a capsule. It's yeah. the same freaking thing. Well, yeah. you know what it was? Is that uh, those hack medicines? Yeah, co-opted the word holistic. Oh, you know, it was already taken by. I just, oh, I don't want Ethan to prescribe me essential oils. I guess. No, we're not going to go there at all. Just <laughs> take this. Uh... I'll just hang up my <laughs> license now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to see you at the next conference across the street from my work at the Salt Palace. Dude, that was huge. Yeah, the DoTerra smelt, conference. DoTerra smells so bad. Oh my so gosh, bad. I can't even imagine. Smell, yeah. You could smell it down the streets. I'm not but, even exaggerating. Yeah, that is so huge here. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's stupid. Well, well, it's because yeah. yeah. Anyway, by the way, this day in history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1947. On January 2nd, Mahatma Gandhi begins March for Peace in East Bengali. Really? Wow. That's crazy. Good guy. Hmm. Yeah. Brave guy. Yeah. Did you hear... Wait a second. I got to verify a rumor or not. Okay. <laughs> I heard that in some of uh, Mahatma's writing mm-hmm. that he was kind of racist. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I don't know. I have no idea. Are you being serious? I'm dead serious. I heard this. Uh, <laughs> and... Hang on. I heard they were removing it somewhere. They were so, Can like, you do that? <laughs> he is the opposite of who I would think of as racist. I know. Look at, look at, here it is. Okay, this is on The Guardian. Okay. The Guardian right. is, is up there, okay? The, this is the headline, quote, unquote, racist Gandhi statue banished from Ghana University campus. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Accra Ac- Academics win removal of Mahatma sculpture after petition denouncing Indian leader and says and saying African heroes come first. Uh, 
I guess he said that Indians. It's, he said at some point he said it is better to stand up for our dignity than to uh, kowtow to the wishes of a burgeoning Eurasian superpower. Uh, and he also said that Indians are infinitely superior to Black Africans. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. that's totally not <laughs> true. But, I but mean, isn't it funny how things that happen in the U.S. you know with statue removal bleeds over? Oh yeah, I guess so. Huh? And the fact that you would put Mahatma, yeah, that's pretty crazy. In the same category as General Lee. Come on, <laughs> I mean, he shouldn't have said that, but it definitely doesn't seem that but egregious. But in the parlance of his time, I agree. I, you know, I'm not disagree. Always talk about that. You know, yeah. My my hang up. We talked about the Confederacy. My hang up is they lost. Right. That's so, true. Why are you celebrating the loss? Right. No. Yeah, I get that. You know. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, this day in history. That's really too that bad. Was, to hear. That was uh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. The, thanks for bringing us up and then bringing us down. Well, I guess I'll bring you right back up. Okay. Because uh, before we recorded this episode, uh, it was New Year's Eve when we decided to record, and you said you wanted to hear some positive news. Well, yeah. That day on uh, the local news station, they'd been doing a uh, a year in review. Well, I'm going to read you a few, and it was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, not all of those. I'm just going to read you a few of these, okay? Uh, this year, the World Health Organization unveiled a new vaccine that's cheap and effective enough to end cholera. What there do you think you of that, go. doctor? I mean, it's not a big deal in the U.S. I could see it being no. helpful what elsewhere. If, if kids don't get vaccinated, it might be. Yeah, don't be selfish. Do you really want to go down that road right now? <laughs> uh, well, we're going to get to that later. <laughs> All right. Are we uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Number two, cancer deaths have dropped by 25% in the United States since 1991. Nice. That's fantastic. Isn't that cool? That's yeah. good. In July, uh, UNAIDS, it's a, uh, or UNAIDS, I don't know, it's an acronym, U-N-A-I-D-S, revealed that for the first time in history, half of all people on the planet with HIV are now getting treatment. That's wow. fantastic. AIDS deaths have dropped half since 2005. Uh, half of all people, does it, is that, because isn't half of them in Africa? Africa? Yes. It's... But the drugs are cheap. They're like, what are they? I, there was a charity that you could donate to, and it was like... A dollar would give someone a month's worth. Oh wow! It, it would stop. Uh, correct me, doctor. That would it would stop the progression from HIV to AIDS. Yeah, that's usually the case. I, yeah, and I, I know they have drugs as well that will stop it um, from being transmitted from mother to baby. Now, yes, as well. Oh, really? Well, um, okay. Leprosy is now treatable. The number one. Number oh, good. Of, the number of worldwide cases has dropped by ninety-seven percent since nineteen eighty-five. Can I tell you that I didn't know that it was actually still? I thought that Jesus eradicated it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> Doctor Jesus. A new plan has set twenty twenty as the target for eradicating the disease. Yeah, well, that's great. On November seventeenth, the World Health Organization announced that global deaths from tuberculosis have fallen by thirty-seven percent since two thousand, saving an estimated fifty-three million lives. Wow. Also great. Right. What's with all the health news today? Well, it, it's, it's... Yeah, it's, what about down here? Saudi Arabia said women would no longer need male permission to travel or study. Yeah. And they can drive now, which I... I, was I don't just know, that kind of seems... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah, I'm pretty soon I'm sure that Trump's going to revoke women's licenses here. Well, we'll I mean, would that complete... be the worst thing he... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there with the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's the uh, United States? This is a local one for you. Official poverty rate is now twelve point seven percent, the lowest level since the end of the global financial crisis. Hmm. Which I'm assuming they mean. I'm glad to be part of the twelve percent. Point seven. Twelve point seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy news. Let's see. Good. Good. That's good. I'm glad that there's uh... one that's not on here that I read. Huh. Portland is using 
sewers to create power. They put little turbine in the sewers. Oh yeah! Wow. Why wouldn't everyone do that? Yeah, everyone's poop. The poo poo and poo turbines. Yeah, power in the as city. As long as you don't create a a fatberg, <laughs> which we've talked about extensively. <laughs> what yeah. in the world is that? A fatberg? You it's congealed you fat a and what? Congealed right. fat and uh, baby wipes. I was really hoping it was going to be something else besides no, what I was in imagining. The sewer. No, no, no. Oh, it's it's definitely exactly like what it sounds like. <laughs> it pulled, they pulled them out of the sewers in, it was, I think the story we had, it was in North Carolina, but in the UK, they pulled one out that weighed like five tons. It was huge. Yeah. What? So don't flush baby wipes. Even the ones that say flushable, yeah, they're don't not. flush them. They're not. You're not supposed to flush them. They're not. Well, I can't say I'm not contributing to that. Well, I mean. Can't say you're not? Yeah. You're a baby wipe guy? You have the man right. wipes? What they're, can I say? They're not baby wipes. They're flushable, quote unquote, flushable butt wipes. Well, here's what know. you do. That's, I think that's what Dollar Shave Club Semantics. calls them, literally. Here's what you do then. This is the test. You get uh, a cup of water, two cups of water. You put toilet paper in one, a flushable wipe in the other, and see how they dissolve. Uh, All right. Because toilet paper dissolves really quickly. Okay, I'm going to well, do I mean, that. I... I'm going to film it and then put it on the nice the Facebook yeah, I mean, I believe it's a problem. I don't think I need to. Well, you're just, I'm just saying, you're creating fatbergs. I know, I know All that right. water conservancy <laughs> is a problem, but that doesn't always stop me from taking a long shower. So, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. You know, water conservancy. I don't know. That's a whole other. <laughs> that is a long topic. Yeah. I mean, you can still go to the store and buy it, and then we can just put it in the rivers, right? <laughs> like, oh my gosh! <laughs> Do you realize that every, if everyone just put like a single brick in their toilet tank? We'd probably just, and if you know what I mean, a brick. Yeah, you put a brick in there, or you could uh, change the float. Oh. It's just an easier way. Just change the volume of the water. I was at a urinal, a urinal, and it's one point oh gallons per flush. Yeah, that's a, a lot. gallon. Have you seen my hmm. toilet? It has two buttons. It has two buttons. Yeah, number one and number two. Why would it take a gallon to flush a urinal? I have no idea. I don't ever flush urinals. Some of them are constantly well, they're, flushing. They're auto. Like yeah. I, even well, yeah. Unless it's auto, but if it's not, I don't ever flush it. Because why? Stupid. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It feels contradictory. You're telling me not to use wipes, but you're saying I well, should no, no, use no. a bidet. No, no, no. It's fine. The conservancy, yeah. whatever. I'm saying don't create a fatberg because someone has to go clean that up, and that's rude. And well, it's not it going to be disgusting, yeah. admittedly. Yeah. It's not use all the water me. you want. Actually, if you pee in the shower, what chances are you're using less than a gallon in the time that you're peeing? That's true. So you, it's not you know, a bad idea. So there you go. So every time I need to pee, I should also shower. Yes, you should <laughs> shower more take often. Take like definitely. five showers a day. <laughs> now we're really talking no, about I'm saving water. You open your shower door <laughs> and you pee into that drain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, oh. yeah. Um, so so, happy news. Okay. Yeah. So here's some interesting, not interesting, Wait, but uh, can I say something though? Yeah. Because the last episode was really heavy. Oh, it's this one's not that heavy. So I'm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to apologize because that's not in my nature. But <laughs> just I want. Let's make it light. Although we'll make it light. Parkland is coming up in topic again yeah, yeah, later. But anyway, hmm. uh, today, uh, if you invested in Apple, which I obviously have, you know, I mean, look at. Look at the where I live right, right. now. You I clearly mean, own my Honda Civic and yeah. <laughs> my basement uh, kind of apartment. You, you are like, swimming. Like a, in obviously, it. I got on the ground floor of You're Apple. Twelve percent, uh, <laughs> yeah, stakeholder. Uh, you might have got if you did. Uh, if if you were invested in Apple, you might have got a letter from Tim Cook today, telling you that uh, the bad news that Apple did not meet their projections and. Uh, quote, it's the darkest day 
in Apple history for Tim Cook. But they still made. But they did. So instead of making ninety-one billion, Which like they projected, projection? they only made a measly eighty-four billion. See, rough day. Listen, yes. Either of you guys invest? No. Do I look like I the type wish. of person that has that I kind wish of money? I did. I don't know why. I can't figure it. It's too complicated. I don't like numbers. So I mean, I I don't. I'll go into like my mutual fund and move stuff around uh-huh. from like large caps to small caps bonds. But I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I know. It just if means the doctor like, doesn't know what it is, then the higher risk, low I risk, definitely, definitely you know, don't. The higher the risk, the chances are for a better yield. The lower the risk, like a bond, if you're yeah. buying like a treasury bond. Like James Bond. They don't, yes, exactly. If you buy James <laughs> Bond, you know, they don't yield as much, but they're safe. Yeah. So um, I just, I hate these earnings reports because look, look how much money they made. Yeah. But it's a dark day in Apple history. It's a history. dark day. You made eighty four. <laughs> what have we? This is not capitalism. This is this is this is now greed. Yeah, I don't think capitalism was meant to be greed. No. Well, I don't think Apple as a company is sad. It's probably their investors that are sad. All the stockholders. Well, that's the problem. Right. If you piss off the investors, they pull their money out and go to Google. Right. I mean, I can't imagine that Tim Cook's sad about that kind of progress in his company. Certainly, no. his shell- shareholders are pissed. But well, it's, it's Steve yeah, Jobs' that. company. But <laughs> just kidding. Two shareholders. <laughs> Well, you'll you'll start investing soon, because we didn't say this. Congratulations, you will be uh, you're a resident right now. I am, and you'll be uh, I don't know how to say it. What you're already I'll be an actual practicing physician, right. free of the restraints of residency. I don't know how you say that either. Right, because you're already a doctor. I'm already a doctor. Right, I practice. Already, He's like but... on the 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 sixth season of Scrubs right now. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> In what six seven months you'll be an independently licensed yeah. doctor. Correct. With with no restrictions. Correct. Yeah. Do, do you it's wear a white fantastic. coat? I try not to. Seems kind I of feel douchey. like they're a little bit... Oh, I totally wear yeah. a white coat. Really? Really? Hell yeah. Only douchey people wear the white coat. You know... You can wear one of mine. I don't think I've ever gone to... I don't think I've gone to a doctor in a long time that wears a white coat. I can't remember. All I know is that if I've done what, what Dr. Bayham over here has done... I would wear a white coat. Do you have to keep calling me that? Yeah. I I've known you like my whole life. <laughs> I think We should note that Ethan was my best man. Wearing the white coat the, and not wearing... When you don't wear the white coat, it's like you've been there. All right? You've been there before. You know? It's that swagger. Like Golden State Warriors, they come out and they're like, yeah, we've been here before. But when you wear the white coat, you're like, look at me. Look at me. I've never been here before. I, I'm, I think I'm cool. Uh, I'm wearing the jacket. No, uh, I still see like... I think that when you walk Shaq outside... Still rings, man. Yeah, but uh, I wear it in the hospital. There, people don't know that I'm a doctor if I walk in the room. If they come to my clinic, they already know I'm a doctor. I feel like it's just presumptuous to wear my jacket. That's true. I don't know. I mean, I I like it. Maybe, maybe, maybe pompous, but I, I, I would still wear it. It's like we. I had a professor in college that she was an astrophysicist, and she demanded that we call her doctor. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You know. And but I can't. If someone said that to me, I would definitely never call them doctor. <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess if my grade depended on it, understand what they went through. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> the they don't understand what I went through. I spent I spent just as long as a doctor did in school <laughs> for my bachelor's well, degree. <laughs> you, you have one. You have a doctor right here. That's defensible. <laughs> let's let's see who had a harder time. Hey, I, I'm just saying. I'm I'm probably. <laughs> what was your degree? 
<laughs> Aviation Administration. Not only did it take me around 10 years to graduate, but I probably have the same amount of debt as he does, too. Not even, <laughs> not even, not even close. I don't know. <laughs> not even close. That's going to be depressing news, so we should probably not go down that road either. <laughs> you know what? It's, t- it's topical, though, because it's important that uh, we, you know, we don't have to go into it. But oh, we can if you want. student loans... It's a problem. Yeah, when we were at the uh, the New Year's Eve party the other day, it seemed like everyone there was facing. We were in a very educated room. The similar. <laughs> That's fair. Similar. We have we have Ethan, who's a doctor. We have uh, a good friend who's she's a she's a doctor, a veterinarian. Her husband is a has a master's degree in education. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have a I have a bachelor's degree. Yeah, I have a bachelor's. You, you have a bachelor's degree. Yeah. Uh, Ethan and I studied the same bachelor's, so I can say that. I followed him to a point. And then you were like, screw yeah. this. Yeah. Then I got into... I don't like just... blood. I think you graduated like a year before me, though. No, it was like a... No, it was, I think it was a half semester ahead of you, but then you kept going. Right. To get your finish. He, he got a dual major in chemistry and psych, right? Correct. Yeah. So I got a, I got a minor in anthro and a major in psych. Anyways, my point is <laughs> that for a good person to become a doctor, they have to basically pay the rest of their life to help other people yeah i guess it's weird yeah for sure there are definitely easier ways to make a lot of money yeah like winning the lottery wall street that would be good (laughs) wall street do some coke you'll be rich in a year (laughs) migrate your bonds and your whatever trust funds around or whatever you're rocking coke cocaine as long as you're not the top el chapo if you're just like a (laughs) mid-level guy you're making it oh yeah Speaking of schools, um, let's see. I went to UVU, Utah Valley University. Wah, you went wah. to Weber, which are pretty much equivalent <laughs> schools. And where did you do your uh, your post post under what is it? Your overgrad? It's <laughs> <laughs> called medical school. It's called medical school for a doctor. <laughs> I was at Des Moines I like University. Overgrad better. Overgrad. That's good. What is it? Des Moines University. Oh, Des Moines in Iowa. In Iowa. Do you have any school pride from either of your either of you have any like I, I love Weber State. Yeah, I mean, they're both great schools. Uh, no, you can suck it. I know what you're no, 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 say. No, 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 you no. The... You have no idea what I. I you've heard it. You've said it before. What? You're gonna make fun of us you, now. He's made fun of us before on this podcast. We have you sure? Seriously, our bachelor's degrees are like. The state, they're equivalent. The schools are both state schools. But I'm not talking crap on your school. I'm not either. I'm not even. This is Yours is this almost is going. <laughs> the segment is taking a turn that was not intended. <laughs> anyway, the Utes, the University of Utah, lost in football the other day. Uh, the they lost the Holiday Bowl. They were winning by 20 at the half. And then in the third quarter, uh, Northwestern scored Four touchdowns and one. In one quarter. That's So rough. what I want to know is... What the hell happened? No, no. Because I, when I heard about it, I was like, oh, that sucks. But I really don't care. Because I really don't care about the Utes. I have no emotional attachment. I like to see them win because I live in Utah. And it, you know, the more they win, the better it is for the state. But Is it? Yeah. It, it gets some more on the map. And, and yeah. Is it? I don't know. But See, anyway, let's just piss off Jake and just say I don't care because it's football. But okay, but <laughs> hey, Jake, football sucks. But what I'm getting at is, do you have any emotional attachment? Because you're a Jazz fan. Yeah. Do you have any emotional attachment to the Jazz to any other any other sports team? Like, do you when the Jazz were in the playoffs last year and they lost, were you actually bummed out or was it just like, eh, yeah? 
uh, well, what do you mean? Like, no, I was pretty, I wasn't like depressed for three days. Right. But I was like, dang, that was close. I mean, I went to like every home playoff game. Really? Yeah. Somehow I made it happen. Jeez, Richie Rich wow. over here, man. Well, we, no, we were in the standing room only oh. <laughs> up at the very top. But no, we went to, because we beat the Rockets, uh, which was amazing. And I think we took one off of uh, OKC. I'm trying to remember. No, that was the opposite. It was the opposite. Because we, we they, beat the, we they beat, beat OKC. O- That's Oklahoma, right. I'm sorry. And they took one from the Rockets. So I was I, I went to all of the Some OKC games. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. Yeah, because Paul George was really frustrating to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I have an emotional attachment to the Jazz. They lost last night, and I was pissed. Yeah, they did. And I wasn't pissed at the Jazz. I was once again pissed at the refs. Oh. The Jazz played really so Toronto was like the best team in the league, right? And we hung with them. Yeah, I know. It we was, were it was actually pretty close. We were at a seven point. Now the Jazz couldn't shoot, mm-hmm. but two of their guys had career nights, right? And there were clear calls when when Big T Thurl Bailey is saying, "Oh, I don't know about that call." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Seems <laughs> sketchy. They were calling bump fouls on Kawhi down in the when he's driving. Donovan Mitchell goes down and gets you know his head slammed into the backboard. <laughs> it's stupid. How is that? He's he can jump, man. Guy's got hops. Right? <laughs> They're all really tall. The right? only time I've actually ever really been bummed out about sports is when the Rangers lost the 2010 and 11 World Series, and I was actually pretty sad about it for a few days. Like, mm, nah, not really. I mean. Just kind of that it's night. Like, it was a bummer. Yeah, it's like harder to go to sleep. Because, you know, they're not going to be there again for a long time. See, I'm excited for Ethan to be done with school because I think now he can kind of get into this with me. I hope so. Yeah. He'll be here. I'll yeah. tell you how into sports I am. I didn't even know the Jazz played last night. Yeah. I, I didn't about. even know the Jazz was a team. What is the Jazz? The, the, the jazz. Is I thought you were like, talking about a blues like, bar. Yeah, is it a, yeah is that's it, what I figured. The musical group of some kind. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Louis C.K., Oh, do, do you know who the yeah. Ethan? Are you familiar yeah. with Louis C.K.? I am familiar with his history are to you some degree. With his current antics to some degree, yes. So, should we tell so, people? Yeah, go ahead. So Louis C.K. has is a as a comic so, uh, who broke out by being very abrasive and very controversial. Yeah, in the early two thousands. Yeah, he had a TV show. Uh, he was very well respected in the comedy world. Then the Me Too movement hit, and he. Uh, was known to uh, ask women if he could masturbate in front of them, and yeah. then he would do it. Yeah, and he admitted to it. He said, "Yeah, I did it. Uh, I always asked, but what he didn't know was that he was kind of abusing his power <laughs> in the comedy world because he was this kind of comedy god, right? And he would be have you know lower uh, women who were trying to break into comedy. They they you know they perceived that they needed his help, right? And so when he would come to them with this, yeah." And so he copped to it. He admitted all of it. He said, I was wrong. I didn't realize my position was that powerful, and it's a kind of a perverted thing to do, but that's my thing. Sorry. Yeah. And so then he, so he's like, he took a step back for like, yeah, well, he, he said he's he was going to listen. He's been quiet, and he has yeah. been out of the spotlight for the most part. Um, and um, he probably should have just stayed that way for quite some time because people have a bad, because this is all this year pretty much. And yeah, yeah, he lost yeah. all his shows. He's been, you know, and yeah. he probably needed to back burner this for a couple of years and wait for uh, the heat to die down. But he didn't. And he well, <laughs> he, he did get he did get kind of uh, railroaded, if you will, by an old like 2011 clip with him and Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld and 
Ricky Gervais. Did you see that one? No. It was like from 2011. It was an HBO special, and he and Ricky Gervais used the N-word with Chris Rock there. Mm-hmm. Once again, it was 2011. It was a little bit different, <laughs> right? But It Jerry was so Seinfeld, different. It was a different time. Even mm-hmm. in 2011, though, Jerry Seinfeld was like, I don't think you should say that. should say that. And so he gets a bunch of props for not saying it, but it surfaced as this clip that almost just happened. And then so it had oh, to yeah. be like explained to everybody, no, this was seven years ago, you know. Well, regardless, <laughs> and and now he's made a joke, uh, and it was it was supposed it was like an underground comedy club where they practice their their material Look, before they go out. But someone you're recorded Louis it. You you should know you're always being recorded. Yeah, and he made a joke about uh, the Parkland high school shooting. What did he say? Do you have it up? Oh, I did. Um, something to the extent of you think that you're smart because you were in a high school shooting or i don't know you pull it up if you can all right yeah, find it, it i had bad. not heard of that one. Oh, if ethan hasn't heard it then we got to say um let's see all the other stuff i'm familiar with this new quote well no uh, spencer you did comedy for a bit so i want to ask you this did you really uh, a little not he, he dabbled yeah nice. I, I started and then i i don't know we should do it again but i keep forgetting he dabbled all right um when he first started coming back people were like what is he doing you know, right, and and other comics came to his defense, saying, "Well, the man's got to work." Yeah, and I want to hear what your opinion is of that. Well, I mean, as big as big as he is, I don't know. I just think that oh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not his uh, accountant, but I would imagine with uh, all the residuals and whatnot that he probably has, he probably has enough money to chill out for a little bit and maybe do writing or something right yeah. for some tv shows do some stuff that's that i don't think he needs to get back and do stand up you don't need to be on a stage i don't think so well, you don't need to be in the spotlight what you don't need to be in the spotlight right. could, yeah i agree he could easily be writing uh, and yeah using his i mean talents. a lot of a lot of comics that's what they do more of you don't even know it they're just writing on tv shows and their name just flashes and you don't even notice it right but i think uh i just think that he should have been smarter and 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 held back and not done anything just why why does right. he see when because when i first heard that defense which was he deserves to work uh-huh i was i was with it i was like that's true it's his job and then as i thought about it more i was like doesn't he have like 60 million dollars yeah he's Isn't he he's worth... got to have a lot of money he's got to have re- residuals from his tv shows yeah. stand-up specials just and he probably has done writing and has residuals move, from that yeah he, and move he could... to like saint martin man and just yeah be done anyway focus uh, on raising your kids maybe for a little bit and just stay out of the spotlight so i did listen to this the actual audio clip did you and it was it was comedy uh-huh and i'm not going to deliver it the same as louis right uh but here's what he said um, he's referencing the Parkland Survivor kids testifying in Congress. Right. Okay. He says, testify in front of Congress, these kids? What the fuck? Because uh, you went to a high school where kids got shot. Why does that mean I have to listen to you? Why does that make you interesting? You didn't get shot. You pushed some fat kid in the way, and now I got to listen to you talking? <whistles> yeah. I like, I, I'd have to hear him deliver it, but it just doesn't seem like a funny joke. And I know that he's just working material, so... And that... But t- 15 years ago, that would that was his shtick. Yeah. Was saying stuff like that. But... Like, the C word was his go-to word. Right. You know? Like, he was the one comedian that would say it. Right. He didn't care about offending anybody. Yeah, he was pretty... That's was how pretty he made bad. his mark. But, you know? I just... Can you 
do that anymore. I don't think I don't you know. can. I don't know. Yeah. That's why I wanted you did comedy. Both well, of us I, watch a lot of it. I we know. Were into it. I know that I've heard that a lot of comedians are they don't like to go to colleges anymore because because people are so ultra sensitive there. They just they hate it. I think the, it was Jerry Seinfeld that said that the, he doesn't like to go to do colleges and he he doesn't it's anymore. Like the crazy end of liberals. But even but Seinfeld's clean and he's just observational. Like yeah you know, yeah, he's, yeah yeah yeah. And he, like Seinfeld talks about, if you listen to him like on Joe Rogan and stuff, he uh-huh. talks about how hard it is to do clean comedy, and that not doing clean comedy is a lot easier. Oh yeah, for sure. You That's know? why I like clean comedy better. It's, yeah, it's way more funny. It's funny they clearly had to work the jokes out right. longer. Yeah, it's definitely more creative. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's why Jim Gaffigan, Brian Regan, all these guys are great. Yeah, they're. You know? I think they're way more funny than. I, I mean, Patton Oswalt, he's really funny. He's not really clean, but he's definitely he's an, he's he's an an around the same there. Yeah. Uh, Louis C.K. is, uh, he's I guess he's funny because it's so... He has always taken the, like, the edge of what's appropriate and pushed it. Right. And now I don't... appropriateness has been shrunk down <laughs> to, like, one-twentieth of what it used to be. Right. And so the question is, where does this end? I don't know. You know, where does the political correctness end? Yeah, Hmm. where's I don't know, because from a from an empathetic standpoint, Mm -hmm. it's the stupidest thing to say. Of course, these first of all, you're wrong. Right? They did. They had an experience that gives them qualifications to testify in front of Congress. Absolutely. If I landed on the moon, right, and held moon rocks and walked on it and lifted off from it, and the Congress wanted to know how I did it, right. Then I'm the best person to talk to. Right. You know? So, no, these guys experience something that should give insight to lawmakers when it comes to how to protect children. Right. So, well, he's wrong in the joke. And maybe maybe that's more of it. Like, no, you're just wrong, dude. Like, I, is it so much the, the, the push the fat kid thing? Like, I don't know. I, like, I just don't. It, I guess I need to hear the clip, but it just doesn't seem... Funny. Maybe, maybe we can find the audio. It doesn't and... seem funny at all. Like it's it really like, doesn't. Yeah, Whoa, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's when you hear the audio, it just sounds like classic Louis C.K. I mean, which I don't is even always hit your ears wrong. Right. And I don't know? know that I'm offended in any way, but I just I'm like, that's not. It's not funny. It's it feels a bit insensitive. Funny. It's like a weird, just a kind of a dick thing to say. Maybe it's, yeah. Maybe it's because they're kids. Maybe, but I mean, just school shootings in general aren't yeah. really like a funny thing to joke about. Yeah. I, it's considering how the frequency of well, I don't know. And this is super sensitive. I don't know because like South Park this season, uh, I think we talked about it in a minute, but that was like their stick the whole season right. with school shootings. And the first episode, there's a school shooting, like three of them, and and throughout the season, there's just always shooters in the right. school. The kids are just walking around, or bullets and are flying they around. Get away with it without all of this. What are their names? At uh, Matt and Trey Parker. Matt, Trey. Uh, Matt Stone, Trey Parker. You know I. I don't know. You know, Ethan, so as of this recording, we haven't released episode 23 yet, right? Which is extensively about Parkland and the failures there. So it's really, really salient right now for me and Spencer you, because we <laughs> so we hear this joke and we're like, oh. Yeah, that's dick. probably true. Right. You know? you know what the difference might be with South Park is they're not actually. They're not mocking the school shootings. Like these, these this Louis C.K. is mocking, the, is victims, mocking the, victims. the victims. The South Park guys are mocking the situation, our reactions, or our underreactions to it. Right. They're mocking the fact that it's happening so much that it's 
you know the kids don't even care anymore it's been it's normalized just, yeah it's it's normalized i guess that's the that's the difference so let's take a step back for just a second because i want to talk about what we're doing right now yeah which is picking apart a comedian's <laughs> bit right right that he was clearly testing in mm. a small club albeit he should know that he was being recorded right uh <sighs> Is that what is that what comedy is about? About picking apart jokes? Well, it's hard to say. Nothing really should be off limits in comedy. That's the that's, that's the point. And, and I, I see that's where you're going. Yeah. But at the same time, there have been so many shootings in so many different arenas over the last ten years that it's like sometimes I wonder, ten like, years, am I going to go to the grocery like store today and have to worry about it's a true. guy walking in with a gun? No. And that to me is like too serious to joke about at this point in time. I think. No, it's true. I every uh, public event I go to. I wonder, is someone going to pop out with a gun and just yeah. start mowing people down? Can I? That's a terrible thing to say. I shouldn't well, say it that way, but this, it's well, true, though. I think that's the FBI. <laughs> they tell you to think like that. I right. mean, like you should be thinking about exits and. And I mean, I have kids in school now too, and so maybe that right. makes it even more salient. Where I'm like, do I really want to joke about a school shooter when my kids are in school and there could definitely be a school shooter there? Yeah. Like, and I live in Colorado where there's been multiple shootings been multiple. of this type, right. and it's. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean... Maybe it just scary. hits a little too close. I have a story. Okay. And uh, this is tough to... Sh- I don't... <laughs> it's not a joke. But so I was at uh, the light parade for Ogden. Okay. And there were thousands of people. It was packed. When was, I had, when was this? This was like right before Christmas when they were lighting the tree. So okay. probably day after Thanksgiving, right around there. Okay. They were lighting the whole village up yeah. and in Ogden. And they have a light parade on yeah, Washington. Okay. It's huge. I couldn't believe how many people came out. Is this the same place where the... Yes, where someone was shot by the police yeah. a few days later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one was hurt except for the man who was a kidnapper. Yeah, that yeah. should be it's noted. fine. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, so I was st- st- at the parade with Ashley and Quinn and my mother-in-law and grandmother-in-law. And it, it, I could not believe the turnout. I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It made me like proud of my community, you know. <laughs> but as I'm sitting in the, you know, I have Quinn on my shoulders uh, to see the lights and everything, and I put her down eventually. And I kind of look to my right, and I see a group of men, like huddled around each other. There's like four or five of them, uh-huh. just kind of huddled around each other in a circle, standing kind of behind the crowd, looking at something in their hands. And I, my first thought was. What the hell? What are you guys doing? Right. You know, why aren't you watching the parade? Like, it, it sketched me out, you know? And I kind of look, I, I glance around at other people's eyes that are behind them that are facing the street, you know, because I was up at the front. And all of them are kind of like peering, trying to see what's going on. You know, eyes are darting. And, and you know, like they had a couple, couple of them had backpacks on. This is a light parade. So it's like, it was like seven, seven o'clock at night. Uh-huh. So you're, I was just like, why why are you huddled around not watching the, the parade? Why do you have backpacks? What's in your hands? You know what I mean? And I hate that. You should never have to think about that. No. Yeah. But we do now. Right. Uh, yeah. I, well. Like we talked about. Like, yeah, I mean. It's sad that we have to teach our kids about hard corners. Yeah. You know, I, I so. that's. See, and I think, I think it's, it's stuff like that. That's the reason why. Uh, people don't tell, you know, you're supposed to see something, say something. That's right. why people don't, because maybe they don't want to have to think about it. They don't want to see a group and think, is this, 
what is this? You right. know, like this this can't really be what's going on, but it could be. Well, and especially, and, and so you don't want to say anything because right. it's like I don't, I don't. Have, have you, well, and you're gonna cause mass pandemonium in right. a place like that. Yeah, if you're, you're like, like hey. I think that guy has a gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I it's mean, just a group of teenagers playing hacky sack or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or watching like whatever a, sport game like a is porno on. Porno mag or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you guys, have either of you had an experience where you've wanted to say something and didn't, or you wanted to say something and you did? Like you went and told like an usher or a security guard or anything, police officer? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I, no. I, I haven't either, which is, I don't think I guess so. good news. You know, I mean, I think about it, but I can't say I've ever had an actual experience. You've never had one. like have that. I, have I yeah. been sitting on a plane and seen a guy of Middle Eastern descent walk by and think to myself, "Hmm, yeah, I have." If I'm being completely honest, you, like put your hand over your neck for a second. No, I just I don't want to think about it. But it's like it just happens. It's it's, it's like, profiling, and, and I mean, and I it both, is what it is. We both studied psychology, right? I mean, so to some degree, that's very natural. And expected. Right. It is. It's very normal. The question about racism is what you do after that thought enters your head. Right. You know, that's that's where racism starts and ends is the initial thought comes in. Who's that? Yeah. He's different than me. Right. He's also of the same color, creed, religion of the 9-11 guys, you know. And but it's what you do after the fact. Right. Of not, you know, saying something to him, calling him a slur like we've seen video of, right. you know. But on the other hand, we've had multiple instances where white people have called the police on black people oh, that's, for nothing. That's been happening a lot. Well, and a part of me wondered, well, I mean, it's been happening a lot, but it probably has been happening a lot for a long time. Oh, yeah. We just, we just, just don't hear about now. it. Yeah, yeah, now it's it's we're aware of that. Yeah. Right. That's tough. It's, a, it's So in terms of, to bring this full circle, you know, we're picking apart comedians' jokes. And at what point do we are we ever going to be able to say again, it's a joke? I don't know. <laughs> That's scary to me as someone who likes comedy, right? Who has wanted to get into comedy? You've done comedy. It's scary to think that I might have to go to what's with airplane food. You know? Yeah, I, I'm sure there's a good bit there. <laughs> Seinfeld took it. <laughs> of course he did. Every comedian has an airplane. Airplanes get. I can't think of one that doesn't. <laughs> anyway, it's food for thought. That when you hear this stuff, and you can certainly judge it by the man who said it, and you're like, okay, that's Louis C.K. He should probably just shut up. Well, I'm not like, going to. Would ca- we feel different about Louis C.K. if he didn't get in trouble for Me Too and said this? Probably. I think that just yeah. put a bad taste in my mouth for me. Yeah, it's just overall. But I think I, I'm not going to condemn him for it because I think he's just trying out material. But what I will do He'll is... He'll probably do it, though. You I, don't, realize I that. don't think he will. I think he's going to go away again. I think I he's going to have to. Not if he's all about the shock value. I just think that... Yeah, he, that's a good way of putting it. What I will criticize him on is coming back to begin with. It feels right. like he should be smart enough or have people around him smart enough to say, hey, just go away for a couple of years. Like, well, people, he, people will stop hating you if you just go away right. and then come back. I think it was his Twitter post post... post sorry, Twitter post post, me too, uh-huh. when he got called out. He said... I've been doing a lot of talking. I'm going to step back and start listening. Right. And that only lasted, what, six months? Right. I mean, I guess if he's hard up for cash, but I just can't. I can't imagine that he He is. None of his were lawsuits. None of them were settled. He admitted to it. The women said, yes, that was awful. And it was clearly an abuse of his uh, position. Right. You know, so. 
anyway. I don't think it's finances that are driving a guy no, like that, though. No. It's no, I mean, he, he's he the type comedy. of guy that wants to be in the spotlight, right. and he wants to say stuff like that, yeah. comedy, and he wants the shock. I've If you go back and watch, if you YouTube old Louis C.K., yeah. he's terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. So this is a guy who loves comedy so much that he sucked at it really bad, and he didn't break through until he was like, I, I don't know how old Louis was, 40? Yeah. You know, that's a long time to be doing comedy. He probably started when he's 18. Right. So. Hmm. Well, okay. We're going to go ahead and uh, we'll take our break here. Um, when we come back, we will be doing random headlines. I have got three or four of them for you today. Uh, we also are going to have Ask a Doctor. Yeah. So I can finally ask Ethan about this rash on my balls. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> He's shown me so I'm many really times. excited. He sends me pictures in the middle of the night. <laughs> in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. So uh, when we come back, we got pranks, uh, Harry Potter, and uh, Brian Spoons with a dolphin. My goodness, you'll be dead within a month. What? Oh, Hagar the Horrible, if you keep up that lifestyle of pillaging and giant turkey legs, you'll be dead within a month. Now, on to you. So, what do you think? Pretty healthy, eh? Well, Mr. Griffin, let's take a look at your physical results. Ah! (gasps) There's a spider in here. Now, here we go. Mr. Griffin, you're going to expire in a month. (gasps) This is your driver's license, isn't it? Now, unfortunately, I'm afraid you're going to die. When you watch these Dean Martin celebrity roasts... Will you just tell us how Peter's health is? Uh, Mr. Griffin, I'm not quite sure how to say this. Kim Bassinger? Basinger? 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 But now, on to the cancer. (laughs) Oh, my God. You are a cancer, right? You were born in July? Now, on to these test results. My, they're much worse than I thought. (laughs) My son got a D-minus on his history test. Now, Mr. Griffin, that liver's got to come out. What? It's been in the microwave for three minutes. It'll get dry. Now. Please. Please. We can't take any more shtick. Please just tell us, is Peter healthy? Oh, yeah, he's fine. He's just really fat. Oh, thank God. Wait, wait, wait. Hang, hang, hang on a second. Did you just say I was fat? We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. Random headlines. What you got? First of the new year. Oh my gosh, I've got some decent ones. I'm not going to say good, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, don't, I mean, you could tune out. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? We're having Ask a Doctor after that, so yeah. you as well listen. Yeah, Stay yeah, tuned. Yeah. Hit that 15 second forward a few times. <laughs> uh, my first one is breaking news out of uh, England. Okay. Yes, J.K. Rowling does have a favorite Harry Potter character. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. I know. I know. Do you have a guess? Ethan's, you're in, you're, re- are you really into Harry Potter? I mean, I like it as much as the next guy. I I've didn't read re- the I've, books once. I've never read the books. I don't read books. <laughs> they made movies. Why would I read the of books? all books, though, you should read those. I actually, I, of I've all been, books. <laughs> well, let's not go that far. I guess that's a lot. I've heard, I've heard the books are amazing. They really are good. Uh, but I, I haven't read any of them. I haven't even seen all the movies. I loaned you a book really? for like 12 years and you never read it. I just got it back to you. I know. Yeah. Without that's, ever that's having that. been read. The Sphere. I tried, man. <laughs> If a book doesn't grab me in like the first one to two paragraphs, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just not a big fiction reader. Mm. I read more like nonfiction stuff. 
So, so I'm sorry, Spencer. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no. Guess, guess. Oh. Guesses. Who's well, your favorite character? Uh, Nat- Snape. <laughs> I would think naturally Harry Potter. No. Dumbledore. Yeah, it's Dumbledore. Dumbledore is how Dumble- I say it. Dumbledore. It's like, D- it's like Dum- have you ever heard people say, how do you, you know the rapper that starts with Mac? Macklemore? Yeah, how do you say it? Macklemore. Macklemore. Is that how you say, say it? Some people say Macklemore, and some people say Macklemore. Oh. I say Macklemore. Macklemore. What about Dumbledore? Dumbledore. I don't say Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore. Technically, it should be Dumbledore. Is I guess so. Dumb, Dumbledore. Uh, anyway, Dumb- that's that's her favorite character. <laughs> Dumbledore. So that's from J.K. Rowling herself. Well, uh, the billionaire. What's the justification? Is she writing all of the other movies that are coming out? I probably. I don't well, know. Hopefully not. Because the last them, one sucked. She has her hand in the pot. A lot uh, of them center around him. Jude Law plays. Him, oh right? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She the wrote the last one, and it didn't do great. Everyone. I remember when they some people her off should the set probably and stick to books and not screenplays because they are different. And yeah, I don't think she's writing screenplays. She did. She well, wrote she the did. screenplay for the last one. Oh, yeah. did she? Do- oh, okay. yeah. And that's why it sucked. Is that what you just said? <laughs> In so many words, yeah. <laughs> I thought you just said she wrote it. Wait, I want to know why Dumbledore is the favorite character. Um, it says. Uh, I don't know. She now, I says, could be wrong. Besides Harry, who's your favorite character? And she says Dumbledore. That's all she said. Uh, just because he's the most beloved character, I guess, because he's, he's gay. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's... <laughs> Wait, Dumbledore's gay? Wait, you didn't hear this? You really no. didn't know that? Oh, this yeah. was like a big controversy a while back yeah. when she announced this. She's just... Which is kind of weird. Well, that's bullshit. I'm never reading it. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> just I just think it was kind of weird that she's like, oh, yeah, BT Dub, he's gay. So like oh, oh yeah I don't uh, remember okay. what the context was, like I don't know why that's super relevant but alienated yeah. like half the fan base probably oh, oh for sure unfortunately for sure <laughs> that's stupid yeah if it alienates people no, I don't know I, yeah um like, since, do, do people stop watching Jodie Foster movies when they found out when they found out what that she's gay that she's an alien what or, I don't yeah, she's an alien <laughs> yeah Jodie Foster's gay well, I didn't even know that no. yeah. yeah I don't know. Um, okay, moving on. We're still, still uh, we're talking about fantasy stuff <laughs> here. Um, if if you gave your mother this picture for uh, <laughs> Christmas, what do you think she would think? Would she put it on her wall? And who do you think that uh, my mom? Yeah. would be like, that's not Jesus. Who is that? <laughs> she wouldn't know who it is, right? But she wouldn't. She wouldn't. Be I like, think my mom. She'd be like, "Thanks, but who is this?" I'd be like, "Oh, it's the new version." So, <laughs> this I think is, my mom would just say it was a bad picture of him. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're, you're, so your mom would be like, "Okay, I see what they're going for, but that doesn't. That's yeah. not him, right?" Uh, so this is actually out of Utah. Should where, we tell people what we're looking? Yeah, at? Yeah, yeah. This is out of Utah, where a guy gave his mom. A, a Christmas present and uh, prefaced oil, it like as being painting. a yeah it's a painting oil on canvas and he said it Nicely was a, a painting of Jesus yeah um, looks very similar to the probably the one that most of the world is right. familiar with uh, in reality <laughs> Road, red robes and yeah <laughs> for sure I'm having a hard time saying it's similar when I'm well I know I mean I'm <laughs> I'm just looking at like his he because he's wearing his Jedi robe with white yeah uh, oh see so like he, canvas. <laughs> He jumped the punch. I, he did. Oh, yeah. I'm, what? I'm sorry. It's okay. So it's Obi Wan. Oh. It's not. It's not Jesus. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Young. <laughs> young. Young Obi Wan. No, it's. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's Samuel Jackson's character. <laughs> 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 What's his name? Yeah. It's you Yoda. don't see race clearly. <laughs> it's Yoda. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, Jesus was Middle Eastern. He's probably uh, darker than we. Th- anyway, yeah. That's compl- that's anyway, that's so I guess his mom thought it was thought it was legit and put it on the wall and everything. And uh, he doesn't know how to break it to her that it's not Jesus. He hasn't. Well, I mean, she's. I don't know. As of this story, as of this story, he didn't. But this is on the Insider. Yeah, well, it's all it's several yeah. places, but yeah. That's, I mean, I was wondering how far it went. Uh, but he, he, there was a YouTube video of her reaction, and he took it down. He took it's it down. gone. Oh, so I think he's like embarrassed. he's embarrassed, or or and thinks he's, he's going to hell or something. He's probably getting <laughs> excommunicated. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. gonna have a meeting with uh, with the prophet here. Uh, we understand that you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ewan McGregor, does not affiliate <laughs> with any denomination. <laughs> Who's to say he doesn't look like him though? He, he does. And this. This, that particular painting. I think you could sell this in a religious store yeah. and people would buy it and not even know. In Seagull Book. And I would that's laugh. Probably true. That would be hilarious. Yeah, you know, all they need to if I could if I if I may, <laughs> they just need to redden up their Jedi robe just to touch. Oh yeah. You know, and maybe his his beard just a little bit. Um but other than that, yeah, it could pass. Yeah. I see it. I see it. I wonder where he got it. Did he paint it? Maybe. <laughs> I want to know what Ewan McGregor's reaction is to this. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I would like to see that. Because I've never something. seen that picture He's before. like, I am Jesus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How dare you take my picture? We, we didn't know that. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not saying that I've looked at a lot of Ewan McGregor pictures. I'm not saying that. I have. But I've, I've never seen that picture. No, I don't know. Uh, it might be a painting or it kind of looks like it's uh, a Photoshopped yeah. to... To look, I don't know, like an like an app. That yeah, d- well, turned no, it into you oils. can kind of do like this in Illustrator and Photoshop and make it look like it's a painting. No one went to that. I have to say though, he does look kind of smug. Like maybe he knows that he's being mistaken. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> do you think I'm Jesus? Don't you? It is beautifully framed. I think you mentioned that. Yeah, it is that nice. is a very nice frame. It's probably like a four. <laughs> Hard to get rid frame. of that, no matter who it is. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we were talking about investing earlier, and. Uh, on MSN Money here, um, they list some actual things that you can invest in that you might not be aware of. Um, it's the, the title is From Masterpieces to the Moon, Amazing, amazing <laughs> Things You Can Buy Shares In. Uh, one of the things is a man's life. Should Mike Merrill get a vasectomy, cut out coffee, uh, and if you join his board of nearly a thousand advisors, you can decide for five dollars and eleven cents a share. What? <laughs> <laughs> Merrill had his so, IPO yeah, his, like in two thousand eight sh- with a yeah. hundred thousand shares of a dollar each. It's the year of the IPO. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that. No, I, yeah, I did. Many I companies uh, that are probably going uh, public, like Uber and stuff. Oh, 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 yeah. So a uh, Sharon Mike Merrill can uh, vary widely in price, dropping as low as ninety nine cents and as high as eighteen dollars. Uh, Would be investors can buy and vote at kmikeym dot com. Um, I don't know why you're giving people all these. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just saying, <laughs> if people want to invest, he's a you, sponsor. If you want to invest in uh, in Mike's life. <laughs> completely random, but hey, look, you're the money shuffling man. This is like right <laughs> yeah, up your alley. A personal IPO. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, why not? A PIPO. <laughs> uh, you can uh, invest in uh, whiskey. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I'm interested in the moon one. A pixel. In 2005, 20-year-old British student Alex II hit upon a simple idea to make him a millionaire. 
that worked. With a $50 investment, he built a million-dollar homepage selling a million pixels off for a dollar. I hate this guy. I hate him. <laughs> that's you cool. just are sad you second. didn't think of that first. So, um, <laughs> Who would think of that? <laughs> what does fair. it look like? That's fair. I don't this know. Is nonsense. Just nonsense. The million-dollar homepage. Do, that's crazy. So you you that's buy crazy, pixels of it? I guess. Just just copy him, man. <laughs> it's a, it doesn't matter if it's done. It's been done. It doesn't matter. Make a better picture. You know what else has been done? Huh. Tesla. And you think they're going out of business. They so are. I'm just saying you could do it. They are. Let's do it. I'm trying to find the moon one. You can invest in the Artic Podcast. Uh, yeah. At the Artic Pod on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. You can pay us right there through Venmo. <laughs> are you an IPO yet? We're, we're always sure. an IPO. Sure, yeah. yeah. All right. They're trading at uh, $5 so, a share right now. Uh, the bargain price of around $30 will buy you a one-acre lunar plot at Moon Estates. Wait, how much? Wait, I'll totally do that. It says how $30. Much what? We'll buy you a one-acre lunar pr- plot. Click how, on that link. I want one. I it's, will totally just, buy that. You Moon know estates. that's only going to go up in value. <laughs> it's It's real estate. It is real estate. Yeah. You can never go wrong with real yeah. estate. <laughs> You're like 30 years from now, people are asking, what are you invested in? Well, I've got like 40 acres on the moon. Yeah. So. I mean, that's rad. But I, I don't, who owns the moon to be able to do this? That's what I've you always can, wondered. Because we were the, the, <laughs> the U.S. land on the moon. We put our flag there. Does that mean we no, own the moon? It's not. It's Is, it's, it, is it a U.S. territory? No, it's no. like international waters. It is. Yeah. Maritime laws apply. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am really, I don't understand it. That's way cheaper than I thought it would be. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, eventually we're going to colonize the moon. Come on. Having the certificate uh, certificate <laughs> framed will cost you almost as much uh, for another 2152 For 108 you can purchase 10 acres of land on the moon, what? Mars, or Venus. This is ridiculous. I, Wait, who is doing this? Like, who is upholding these purchases? Right. Like, apparently, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, and George Lucas are set to be among the six million plus investors. Six million? How much is in left? Planetary real estate. Yeah, I know. I would totally spend one hundred and eight dollars on ten acres on the moon. Guess what? Though, absolutely. There's no ocean, so it's all land. It's all land. <laughs> That's true. There's no oceanside property. So if, if someone were to land on my spot, like if I owned the Sea of Tranquility, right. Do they have to pay me? Probably. Like the, I could, the land rights, like the oil rights. It's like Monopoly, <laughs> man. I put a hotel there. Yeah, yeah. probably. Lunar deed. Yeah. Moon, I mean, uh, Moon Estates. I've spent $108 on stupider things. Wendy's. I have, too. Sure. Over <laughs> yeah. the course of the last year, I probably spent that much on Wendy's. Uh, the last month. Well, yesterday. <laughs> like <laughs> Tonight for dinner. Let's call it the last really 10, hungry. Last 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the last story here, and, and be warned, this one comes with a question at the end. Couple gets married the same day they met after matching on dating app. It literally gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Ballsy. Yeah. So a couple in England wasted no time making their love official. It's always in England. Sarah Edwards, who lives in Kent but is from New Zealand, and Paul Edwards matched on Bumble, a dating app just over a week before spontaneously tying the knot in Las Vegas. So, By the way, it's pronounced Kent Okay. Just are you, you sure? can't just say it the normal way. I didn't know. Kent. Uh, so they. Wish you could see his face. <laughs> it's a podcast. He I even know. rose his finger, like his very. Kent. <laughs> um. So they met on the app, and a week later they met in person in Las Vegas, and then got married. Wow. Now wait. I'm hang on just a second. 
Hang on just a second. Okay. They matched on the app. Yes. One week later, they met in Vegas and got married. Correct. So it's not even like they talked on the app for a bit. Well, I'm sure they did. It doesn't say. That's kind of lost in the... For a week. It said they met on the app, and then a week later. Right. So they talked for a week. Right. That's still crazy. Yeah. So... I mean, we're in Utah here, and we, I've known people who've gotten married. Actually, I do know someone that got married within like a month, uh, or maybe less. But it's uh, old timey, it's uh, weird. Uh, that does happen occasionally. How long, uh, Brian? How long did you date uh, Ashley I before you got married? Our, I proposed on our one year. One year. What about you, Ethan? Uh, we got married after a year. Yeah, yeah, I dated Mandy for two years before we got married. So I guess maybe if I would have. <laughs> done it earlier it yeah, would have ended yeah. would have lasted or longer. if she wasn't a crazy bitch but anyway <laughs> um <laughs> does she listen to this oh, no, she... Kent. <laughs> um but here's my question yeah okay this is this is a pretty heavy question why haven't you joined bumble i have okay but it's stupid they, they look at me and they're like oh you're gross and no you matches. have no money yeah basically <laughs> you podcast no <laughs> yeah i know uh here's my question yeah. for both of you because I'm already divorced, so. <laughs> <laughs> if you had gotten married within a month of meeting your current spouse, do you think your marriage would turn out the same as it is now? Uh, go ahead. I mean, I'd have to say yes. I mean, I figure if it's successful now, I don't know why it would have been any different otherwise. But I, I have no idea. Let me. I'm not. I'm not going to answer it yet. But I just want to play devil's advocate counterpoint here. Sure, go for it. Some roadblocks that happen in a marriage are easily overcome because of the time time put in. Yeah, I mean, you get to know each other. You know, it's like hitting a speed bump at zero versus hitting a speed bump while you're kind of cruising. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a really good analogy. Yeah, no, it was yeah, good. I feel really that was, kind of uh, warm. Yeah. I will say this, though. I mean, I, I pretty much knew that I was going to marry Ashley. Uh-huh. Like, when I met her. <laughs> so, Yeah. I really, uh, probably. You're going to have to say, yeah. I mean, Steph and I knew we were going to get married after about three months of dating. Yeah. Like, no, it actually yeah. came in the conversation you, we knew we were going to. I knew you guys were going to get married. Well, like, that's, <laughs> that's nice of you to say. Yeah. All right. Just, just, just food for thought. Do I, you? Do I? I think that's I would still, I think I would still be divorced. That's a tougher question Because it, it wasn't really. It was something. It really was, wasn't up to me. <laughs> it was more just, I'm leaving. Oh, Okay. See, but I mean, that just brings around the point that, you know, if it was going to work out anyway, That's would it true. really not have worked out if you'd have gotten married earlier? That's I mean, true. I just know, and not even not even personally, I just know that some people hit speed bumps early in a marriage that if they hit that speed bump dating, they might be able to kind of like, you know. I don't know. But more's on the line when you're married. You have more motivation to That's like true. keep it together. That's you true. think. <laughs> you would think. I mean, I'm not trying to be offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Spencer's case is anecdotal. Uh, it's awful. Um, yeah. We can talk about it later. No, was, no, we're on the podcast. Funny, That's why yeah. we talk about it now. Well, I was going to ask about your divorce, but I figured you probably didn't want to air <laughs> no, that all over the place. No, she, she just left. <laughs> yep, just, yep. She just kind of left. Hmm. That was it. It's led to great things, though. Like the Our Take podcast. Yeah. And Rejected Takeoff. Yeah. 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 Number fair. one selling band in... Ogden. Ogden. In this in this square foot of, of <laughs> we might be the number one selling band in Ogden. That's I doubt there it. might be some There's Mexican probably other like church band that sells records. <laughs> are there really a lot of church be, bands? Oh yeah, really? I met a guy the other day. He played guitar. 
I'm like, where do you play guitar? At my church. I'm like, oh, that's rad. Yeah, that's cool. Can I play drums? When I was looking, didn't know they were around. I was looking to how to hook up in ear monitors, and everything that came up was church bands. <laughs> if, wow. Like, if you want to be like, able to like, like rock at your worship, uh, this is. I'm like, oh, I, I really think, don't necessarily want to do that. I think, but, a, I think okay. there's a lot of church bands, man. I there are know. in Texas for sure. Well, there yeah. is like yeah. Baptist. But man, they rock. Yeah. They rock at their services. I just didn't know that was way a thing more here entertaining now. than and they, were, they were. They were, his, they were Hispanic, long. so maybe it's a also a kind of a Latino thing. I don't know. They do like their music. Yeah, but it's usually mariachi. Yeah, Bond mariachi. I don't. Th- is that's not what it, the well, not in the church. I'm just no, but I know it sounds the, racist the, 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 yet again. <laughs> no, I mean it's not. No, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's nothing wrong with it. You know? No, I'm not uh, saying it's bad. I love mariachi. If you go in my car, I'm listening to it right now. <laughs> it's most of my Apple Music. <laughs> oh. <laughs> really? Do you have a costume? Uh, in your oh trunk? man! <laughs> yeah, it's not a costume though. Oh. Ethan, it's a, it's a real... It's not, there it is, <laughs> racism again. It's not unintentional. Call it a costume. <laughs> oh. Uniform. All right. So, that was Random Headlines. We're yeah. moving on. Uh. Do you recognize this? Sounds ER. like X-Files. <laughs> That's ER, dude. Is that ER? I don't know. <laughs> it's for you. I have no idea. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like it tells you how many medical shows I watch. I remember watch. that that beat hitting. Got a nice little bass riff in the back. Remember the black guy did like the punch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. George, shorts George Clooney like throwing a clipboard. Yeah. Have you really watched this? ER? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've I seen... mean, that's an old show now. Oh, I watched it back in the day. It was on forever. That's like I'm watching it on Hulu right now. You could. I. You, yeah, I think you could, actually. I'm sure you could. Is it? What's been on longer? Grey's ER Anatomy. or Grey's Anatomy? I think Grey's beat him. Because it's know. still on, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's like at 15, 16 that's seasons. That's insane. Yeah, How, everyone's uh, dead. Yeah, everyone is long dead. Except for <laughs> Meredith Grey. That's why the show is stupid. She's on that, water, like, That's not marriage. how life works. <laughs> People don't just, like, the cat. The, 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 Maybe uh, it does in hospitals. I don't know. <laughs> your coworkers just die. How many of your coworkers, like, yeah, it's not the same group. They didn't leave. They just, they died. And they always die in the <laughs> craziest of circumstances. Huh? Like a Isn't that sack. shot in the hospital. Back or? in the 90s. I thought it was a plane crash where most of them crash. died. Yeah. Back plane. in the 90s when the sacks was huge because of Clinton. Yeah, you'd be... You'll be interested to know that that was actually William Jefferson Clinton. Really? Playing the saxophone for this piece. Are you... Why are you holding on to that piece of information? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Okay. Yeah, very like, well could be. I'm like, I don't the know. The man could play the sax. I know. Was he on the Arsenio Hall show? Yeah. Yeah. He killed it. Look it up. <laughs> That's one in the election. <laughs> so, we have our uh, our new segment, Ask a Doctor or Doc Ask Talk or whatever we want to call Doc it. Talk. Doc Talk. Has anybody taken that? I'm sure they have. Wait a second. I'm Googling that right now. Careful. Don't Google Doc Talk because I, I went down that Talk. rabbit hole earlier today. <laughs> you did it on purpose. <laughs> Whoops, a typo. Oh, it's, a, it's a TV program, but it's not a podcast. Doc Talk is? No. Doc, <laughs> Doc Talk. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, Pick up that IPO right now. <laughs> yeah, get the domain. Uh, anyway, the domain. I want to know. I want to know something from from a doctor. Okay, keto. All right, the diet. What are your thoughts? Uh, will you explain what the diet is first? I don't remember. You're the... putting your body into ketosis. Right which is. Can you? Oh, I mean, it's like a... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're basically putting your body into starvation mode. So they will basically feed off of fat for energy instead of carbohydrates. Oh, okay. Right. So you're not eating any carbs. I think that's the idea. So I've not done the keto diet like, myself. Is it like Atkins cubed? Like, 
I guess you could look at it like that in a way. Well, here's what, the, here's my take on the keto diet. Is that the one that the the CrossFit people do? Oh yeah, I, don't I think like Joe Rogan's on it. Yeah, it's all, like all it's me. Very like, is it the caveman one? Sure, because they didn't have bread. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> they had dinosaur meat. That's all they had to eat. <laughs> and, and and dinosaur dirt. eggs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, I mean, my take is this: a lot of people try and do the keto diet by taking some of the general principles of the keto diet and applying it. Sure. But a true keto diet is done under the direction of a physician. Okay. Like you need to have labs drawn on a regular basis yeah. so that you can make sure your blood levels show. Well, I know the whatever. I was listening to Joe Rogan, and apparently, like daily or multiple times a day, they pee on a strip and compare the color to make sure they're still in ketosis. Yeah. Is yeah. it darker? No, yeah. you'd just be. I mean, you'd be looking for ketones. You oh. can detect ketones in the urine. So it shows up on like a strip, like a pH strip? Right. <laughs> like of. a normal urinalysis strip. They have these little colored cubes on there and they so you just dip it. Based on the color, you can tell how many ketones are in there. Basically. Interesting. Wow. I don't know that it really works for the normal person who's just like off the street, like, I'm going to do the keto diet and right. not eat any carbs. I do have a friend who's doing it and I think he's down like 26 pounds. I, uh, I've, when I diet, when I actually am doing it, which I'm obviously not right now, hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> take the pepperoni. I off uh, pizza. I like to do <laughs> the uh, uh, fasting. The um, like fast one every three four meals. Yeah, intermittent Ram- fasting. Ram- yeah, no, that's, there's a lot of research behind that. That yeah, would be good. There is, and I uh, it actually seems to work really well for me. As long as the portion after your fast isn't double. Right, it still has to be a normal portion. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you would normally go get one Chick Fil A combo after a fast, you don't get two Chick Fil A combos. Right, well, it would stand to reason, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, you still you still can stay within a calorie budget, but so you do both. You fa- you do the intermittent fasting with like the calorie if my budget. calorie budget was like eighteen hundred, yeah, then I would just fast till like one in the afternoon and then not eat all eighteen hundred of them right then, but I could eat. You know, well, yeah. you might know this in terms of metabolism. I know t- I'm not a big breakfast guy. All right, you know, I do the horrible thing of like going and getting a do. Yeah, uh, but I notice when I do eat breakfast, I get hungrier faster. Like I'm ready for lunch earlier, and it's like painful hungry. Mm. Is it kicking my like rest and digest? Is it kicking my metabolism into gear when I eat early in the morning? That's very well could be. To be honest, I don't know that I have the answer to that. I could give you an educated guess. See, this I mean, is why he's, he's not a, a nutritionist. Doctor. This is why he's a good doctor, though. Because some doctors just bullshit you and <laughs> tell you, yeah, that's right. Sure. You know, I had a drug rep in here, and he really <laughs> likes this medicine. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, your stomach has stretch receptors, and, you know, stretch maybe receptors. just filling up your stomach makes it so that it shrinks back and your brain notices it. I have no is idea. There, I have no idea to be honest. Is there a stretch receptor agonist? That would be like a di- that would be like a what? to make it feel like you're full all the time? Yeah. It'd be a like a hunger suppressant. There is probably. Uh, there's one that I took. It's, it doesn't work like what great though. I can't I wonder what it was if they called. Could, that would be man, that would be money. If you could come up with a stretch receptor agonist. Yeah. That somehow you could isolate it. <laughs> it's yeah. going to get to the blood brain barrier and then you're dead. But anyway. I mean, but to your original question about yeah. the diets, I mean, you're going to like land on a hot button that my wife has to hear about all the time. Diets drive me right. absolutely crazy. Because what happens when you stop? You're going to gain it all back. Right. I mean, you should never be doing any diet, keto or intermittent fasting or anything, 
unless you feel like you can maintain that diet in the long run for the rest of right. your life. If, no, you, yeah, if I mean, you were going to start a diet, you should ask yourself, can I keep this going for the rest of my life? And if the answer is no, you should probably not be doing it. What about the ones that are designed to make you lose weight really quickly, like lose 100 pounds in six months, and that's all you needed to do? Then, So would you could just like kind of like go half back? Does that make sense? Yeah. I still don't know that that's healthy. Right. I don't, I don't know which diets those would be. I, I, I still I think you're it. better off just doing what is tried and true and where the research is. And Exercise. That's exercising regularly and watching your diet, right. like calorie counting or whatever it is. Like, yeah. If you want to eat a cupcake for lunch, great. It's true. I used I used Fitbit once to, to uh, I had a calorie budget, you know. Just I, count it. Yeah, I ran a calorie deficit every day. Yeah. I mean, I what use, is it, 3,000? Something like 3,000 calories is a pound or something. Uh, it could be. It's something weird uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's right. Anyway, information I'm sure that, I, knew I was actually time. very successful doing that. It's just, it's tedious, you know? It can be, yeah. And cumbersome. Anyway. But hopefully after you'd done it for a while, you'd start to kind of get the feel of it. You wouldn't need to write down every calorie that you were eating. Right. You well, you just can, and know. you can load favorites. I'm actually, yeah. I'm really good at, uh, I know what calories are for a lot of things. <laughs> like, Slice of pizza, 280. Kind of, yeah. Take off the pepperonis, like, 275. I had a friend who would always ask me, like, how many calories is in this sandwich? And I'd be like, well, then I'd break it all down, and I'd normally be pretty, pretty freaking close. What is that, rye? Is that wheat? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, what cut is that ham from? Actually, yeah. bread doesn't really, it's all around the same. It's, yeah. it's all like 100, um, 100 plus a slice. What is a hemorrhoid exactly? <laughs> <laughs> Is that asking a, for a friend? Asking for a friend. <laughs> I mean, it's basically a dilated blood vessel. Good enough. All right, Spencer, you got anything? <laughs> if I have, if I had, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole any further. If I had uh, a friend who had jock itch like constantly, uh, what would he do? What to is make all this go asking away? for a friend? Well, I, I just, I've never had jock itch before. Gold bond, man. Well, what if it's like to the extent that you use uh, the spray every day, but it still doesn't go away? So you're talking like you have an actual fungal infection there. For years. Your friend. Your friend. friend, Yeah, yeah, I've never. I mean, yeah, your friend has a fungal infection. How often does said friend bathe with soap? Daily. (laughs) (laughs) Are we talking Irish Spring? He assumes. Or Dove? (laughs) What? I don't know. I don't shower with you. You probably need a prescription cream. Your friend probably needs a prescription cream. Well, when my friend, I, yes, the me. last time when my friend asked the doctor, they said that I need to have blood tests, and I said that. Yeah. <laughs> and I said I'll just spray. Are you afraid of needles? I hate. I hate it, dude. I pass out. Look, if you can hold you out serious? for like six months, you can come see me. Okay. Down the street, Wait a right? second. You, you're like deathly afraid of a little. Needle? I'm not deathly afraid, but I pass out, and I don't like to pass out so. at the sight of a needle or the sight of the needle. Entering no, when the skin. they when they start drawing the blood, I just why don't you just look away? I just I don't know. I pass out. It's not like I, I don't look at it. It just happens, huh. and then I can't drive home, and I'm all tired. And anyway, weird, not man. that it was me that had this issue, right? But yeah, right. A friend. What what would be a fungal treatment? Is that steroids? No, steroids almost always make a fungal infection worse. Oh, you need so, a, man, you need an antifungal cream. So if they got to take like a, a a swab and do a culture, you could because if you like if it was like a bacteria, which one would you use steroids for? Like a steroid cream. I, I had eczema on my feet mm-hmm. growing up, and I'm pretty sure they gave me a steroid. I cream. mean, steroids are ultimately to take care of inflammation. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. They're like a really, really powerful anti-inflammatory. Yeah. I had eczema on my feet for years as a kid, like from the age of eight until 
11. And my parents just thought it was athlete's foot. So we tried mm. every different spray. We tried like Eucerin, everything. Finally, they took me to the doctor. He takes a little razor blade, you know, cuts a little bit off. And like two hours later, he's like, here's his cream. And it went away and never came back. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> my yeah. parents felt really bad about it. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, you could take skin samples like that. Most of the time, a doctor's going to look at something and say, that looks like blah. Yeah. I think you probably need this. And they'll probably try a couple things. And if those don't work, then they'll get a sample and check it out. Okay. Hmm. Well, there you go. Do you have anything else? Yeah, I've got a whole list of questions here. Oh, oh, no. I, I gave him. I did tell him yeah. that we wanted to. do Well, they're this not. Segment. They're not. They're not. They're not questions. They're okay. So my first one is: Why did you become a doctor? And bear in mind, there's a follow-up question uh, to this. So maybe don't make it all about the money. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, about if the it was about Ethan. the money, I would not be a doctor. Ethan's, <laughs> Ethan's altruistic. All right. Anyway, but you can answer. Go ahead. That is a tough question. I have honestly done a lot of soul searching about that particular answer for a long time because med school sucks. Which is and yeah. residency is not that much better. <laughs> can I say something though about yeah. you? So I've known you since we were fifteen. It's been a long yeah. Fifteen. Like we're now thirty four. So that's freshman. almost twenty years. And Jeez. ever since then you told me you were going to be a doctor. Right. And I was like, I'm gonna you know make pizza i'm gonna be an astronaut <laughs> yeah I'm a fireman i mean like, it sounds cliche but i have thought about being a doctor since i was a little kid. his whole life he's wanted to be a doctor and i the only reason i made it probably through my bachelor's degree is probably because of ethan oh which i think i've said on this podcast if you're going to college go with a buddy i yeah, you could not that. agree more yeah anyway or don't go to college i don't know so i mean yeah i don't think it was ever about the money for you no i mean i think a lot of it's just I think there's a lot of aspects to this, but I've always, I mean, the human body is very intriguing. Mm-hmm. I did want to help people. I wanted to have a job where I could actually do some good and feel like I was actually making a difference. This all sounds very cliche, but oh, it's true regardless. I love the and female I think that's form. What, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why a lot of docs go. But at the same time, as I've thought about it more now, I'm like, you know what? No one could have stopped me from going to medical school. Nobody could have said yeah. anything that would have stopped me. And I think that's some amount of just like stubbornness in myself. Like I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. And I don't think that's the core reason, but I think that that plays a role. And I would dare say that probably plays a role with a lot of other physicians too. And like, you, didn't... you just want to be the best and you want to try and learn yeah. everything that you can because you, you want to do it. You didn't have an easy road either. Like it's working out. It is working out now. You had three kids mm-hmm. while in medical school. Well, while in college and then into medical school, yeah, moved out of state, moved to a different state. Like this, it was not an easy road for you. No, and I didn't get into med school the first year I applied either. Right. Which oh, that's why. That's why you kept going. Was yeah. It, yeah. Was it because of your degree from Weber? Is that you suck? <laughs> no, it's not. No, <laughs> I, love I just Weber state I didn't have a really good advisor when I was going into like getting ready to go into medical school, and yeah. so I probably applied out of my league. And, well, yeah. If I remember right, too, correct me. I think it was you told me it was your graduating year nationally that there were more med school students than there were resident spots for the first time in like history yeah oh, really yeah which was weird i think it was because we were mid-recession if i remember right yeah so everybody over some... was like going back to school mm-hmm. and they chose to go in, to be doctors so that means you were graduating from medical school some people to ready to go into residency and you didn't get in can you imagine that happens i can't imagine that happening yeah, that would suck I mean, it used to be an environment where medical students would graduate and programs would court them right? and be like, please come here. Let's take you out to dinner we and do all you. these great things because we want you. Yeah. And that has since flipped. Now it's it's like a legit interview. Like they right. want to know, if, Why do you are you the best person we could possibly right. get for this spot? We need good doctors. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, my follow up question, 
Uh, how do you feel about the current healthcare situation? I don't want to spend a ton of time on this particular like, question. You know what's funny? Social but psych class you I and I do, took together. I do want yeah, to get uh, the take of this. a doctor on, on what you think about it and maybe what you think could be done about it. We did a whole presentation in a social psychology class about socialized mm-hmm. versus capitalist. Mm-hmm. I mean... Privatized, whatever. That's a very deep and tough question. I'm going to answer that differently than I think you that, were maybe yeah, anticipating. Uh, and that is that as a doctor... And I know that there are many other of my resident colleagues that feel the same way. All of us know that we probably should be involved in the politics of medicine more than we are because physicians really need to be behind a lot of the movements that are made in healthcare. Mm -hmm. But most of us just don't. Like, we just don't have the time to dedicate to being politically involved in what's going on in healthcare. Right. Right. Not that I don't want to. I just, I don't have the time. And a lot of it's just many doctors, and especially the older generation of doctors, they're like, I would rather worry about my patients and worry about my own personal practice of medicine, even though I should be making moves to make a difference. Like I have responsibilities here and I'm going to take care of those instead. So to be completely honest, like I don't even know all the current nuances in healthcare because I just don't have time to dedicate to it. Hmm, There needs to be like a, and I'm, there needs to be like a doctor's pack, like a political action committee. There probably is something. There are plenty of, yeah, there are plenty of groups. I'm sure there's something, you know, but one that's not, not in it to get a certain person elected. It's just there so that if Congress wants to, so like like the Parkland kids, right? right? Let's talk to people who are in there. You know, the problem is insurance companies are more in the pocket of legislators than doctors are. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Um, do you uh, prescribe a lot of medicine or have you? Yes. How do you feel when people come in and ask for a prescription for Adderall? What goes through your mind? It depends on how old they are. Uh huh. And I know you. Yeah. All right. So well, here's here's why I'm asking. Uh, because every time I ask, I feel like he, not that he's ever said anything, my doctor, but I I gotta think that in the back of his mind, he's like he must be selling it or he he doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just there. It's just that For goes sure. through my mind, and I just wonder what the doctors are really thinking. That does go through my mind sometimes, and I know f- for sure that many doctors are suspicious of adults that are asking for Adderall. Right. Because adult ADHD, it's it could just be that it's not studies as much. Right. And so, like, the like idea Adult that, onset. Correct. Like if, you're, if you're taking meds, you probably would have been since you were 12. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so if you came to me, you're like, I've been taking Adderall since I'm 12, then I'm like, cool, well, right. let's just keep this going. If you're, like, 29, 30 years old, and you're like, I think I have ADHD now, then I'm going to think to myself, like, do you? Or is, there, or is there something else going on that we could easier address? Because adult onset ADHD right. just isn't common. And I, or maybe I, it's just not studied. I think that's, because uh, I have, I stopped taking it a couple months ago, and I think that I don't know that I have ADHD as much as... As much as you thought? I think that I'm just tired all the time. Did you just lose your train of thought? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just <so> <laughs> I think that I'm just always tired, and the Adderall made me not tired. And so I think that there might be a different issue, and that my doctors never really thought to look into it. <laughs> well, and perhaps more commonly, and does present with some of the same symptoms, is depression. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, yeah. Which we're both familiar with. So I have a question for you about Adderall. Is there a federal guideline about how long a prescription can last for those controlled ones? Like if I signed out a prescription right now, like and how yeah. long would it take for it to expire? Yeah, like could you, can you prescribe for more than three months for Adderall or more than six months? I could think you, could you, you give some, someone 12? I, 
Like my doctor will only he I get clonopin and he'll give me six months at a time. Mm-hmm. And he it's not because he doesn't trust me. It's just I, I don't. I what I'm, my question is is that his practice or is it a guideline? I to my knowledge and I could be wrong about this. I don't think that there's a guideline for that. Yeah. But especially with controlled substances, it's just considered best practice to right. not write out more than a short term amount of the prescription. I appreciate that he does it because he wants to check on me. Right. You know. But. Uh, yeah, I felt that. So I have a funny story about doctors wondering if I'm drug seeking. Uh huh. I, I I don't know if you remember. I get I got cluster headaches. Yeah, yeah. I think we've talked yeah. about this. I had cluster headaches in my twenties. They're awful. It's just uh, undescribable pain mm-hmm. that lasts for like two hours every other day for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what they were, and so I thought I was dying. <laughs> I was writhing in pain in bed, and Ashley. Woke up and she's like, "Let's go to the ER." Uh-huh. So we went to the ER, and I said, "I'm just in. I'm at like a seven or an eight in pain." And they put me to sleep with Benadryl. Oh, <laughs> they didn't give me any pain meds. Okay, and they took me to it. Did a CT, didn't find anything, mm-hmm. and then discharged me. And I was still in pain because they didn't give me any pain meds. They just put me to sleep with Benadryl. In fact, I got up and walked out the door and immediately threw up. Oh, geez. <laughs> and I think my parents went back because my parents were with me at the time uh-huh. and Ashley, they went back in and said, he just threw up. Is that normal? And they're like, not really. It was just Benadryl. But I was still, I, you know, I was still in pain. So uh-huh. what did they end up doing for you? Nothing. They're nothing like, at all. Yeah, CT's clear. It wasn't until um, I went to a new family doctor was telling her my symptoms. She was a PA actually. And she's like, oh, it's cluster headaches. Mm-hmm. And she gave me Trintillac or not Trintillac. That's what I'm on now. She gave me, uh, I don't know, Max Salt. Heroin. Okay. Max Salt. Sure. Which makes you feel really funky. I've I, never taken it. I took Max Salt at work one time. I was managing a retail store. Uh-huh. I, would, I felt a migraine coming on because I get migraines too. So I took a Max Salt. 20 minutes later, I came out and one of the people I was managing- Came out of the closet? Yeah. <laughs> just momentarily? Yeah, just momentarily. No, one of the people- hey guys. I, I came out to the floor. Sorry. I Side effects to, include? <laughs> I came out to the floor- and one of the employees that I managed, I, I forgot his name. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. I looked down at his name tag. I'm like, who's that? This was after the Max Alt? Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's how I felt, man. I was like, I should probably go, but I should, probably shouldn't drive. But Max Alt's like a stimulant. Kind of weird. <laughs> Those, anyway, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a fun. I don't like taking it, but I don't like the pain. Right. But yeah, you forget things. You get... Uh, you know, you, your experience in the ER just like shines light on another problem just within the hospital system and yeah. insurance companies and everything else because those ER docs, I'm sure they are very good and I would never speak bad about any sure. physician because I was not there, didn't make the diagnosis, whatever. Yeah. So be that as it is, you're, the goal of an ER physician is to make sure that you're not going to die an hour after you discharge or the next day after you discharge because <laughs> right. then they're going to get sued. Right. And then the hospital has to take on the cost and blah, 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 right? So some of them I think might say, you're not dying. You got a headache, right? Kind of man up, maybe right. not in those words. No, and but- it's true. Maybe they didn't. It was. It wasn't till like the next day that I thought, oh, maybe they thought I was drug seeking, you know. But That's I don't possible. know. Possible, you know. But I took. I take Ashley to the hospital. She was having. I think she had a cyst burst, if I remember right, and she. So she was in huge amount of pain. And they like immediately gave her morphine. <laughs> but you didn't walk in and say, I want some Norco. No, I just said I have a really bad headache that I feel like I'm going to die. In fact, they they skipped me over some people. You know, in, in Those triage. are very key words, you realize. <laughs> the, the, what? The worst headache in my life. 
Yeah. Those are key words that are usually like, put that guy in a CT scanner right now, make and sure he doesn't have a brain bleed. They did. They CT'd. You yeah. know what I mean? I kind of asked for one, just for my own benefit. You asked for one as soon as you said, this is the worst headache of my life. Right. Yeah. I said, <laughs> I, 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 I just want to get a CAT scan. Please just, just do it. Uh, but they did. They were going to do it anyway, you know. Right. Um, I don't I mean, remember. they're good dogs. Yeah, yeah, they did. Their, they just. I would go back to that ER. You know, I was just. It sucked when they took the IV out, and the pain came back. <laughs> I can see that. And then I threw up, and I was like, "Just take me home." It's you know, fine. another good treatment for those, oxygen. I, I've heard that. Just keep it like keep some of those like handy little personal oxygen tanks at home, and where do you huff on can those? I, can you just get them in like Colorado? A, you can get them in like Seven Eleven. I don't know where you can get them here. Can you get them on like Amazon? Probably. I've heard that oxygen is great for migraines. Like, like as soon as you feel one coming on, just hurry and huff some oxygen. I've heard that it it could be good for migraines. It's especially good for cluster headaches. Clusters. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, apparently the science says that, or the research says that you stop getting them in your thirties. Because I haven't. I think the last time I got them, I was twenty nine. Interesting. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what the age range is on there. It's probably a placebo <laughs> effect. Like they still, the doctors like, oh, you'll stop getting them when you're thirty, and it worked. So, so maybe funny. subconsciously you're a drug seeker. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you prescribe or how liberally do you prescribe opiates? Ooh, I had a feeling this was going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. Because I just... you're killing people. <laughs> um, there, I, I try to be very rare with my use of opiates. Mm-hmm. I try not to manage any chronic pain patients if I can help it just because I think they're going to get better help from an actual pain doc than from myself. Right. Um, my take on opiates is that they have a very limited spectrum. Yeah. Chemotherapy, cancer patients, those people deserve to have those medications, and mm-hmm. they work very well for them. Post-surgical patients, for a very short period of time, like a few days, works very well for them. But I know that the longer you take opiates, your brain gets used to them. You right. habituate to having them. And then they become less and less effective over time. Right. You upregulate all these receptors for pain. Yep. So when you stop taking them, you feel more pain than you did before. I mean, that's the whole like cycle of addiction with opiates. So I try and be very careful about when I prescribe them. I prescribe them for very short periods of time, and I make sure that's that- the thing that sucks is people who are addicted to opiates and heroin, like that. The pain they feel when they're withdrawing is real. Right. No, it's definitely real. It's real to them, and. Because of because of the brain chemistry, we know about this, right? You know? Right. So it sucks. One more question: How do you feel about chiropractors? <laughs> wow, and, and dentists. <laughs> dentists. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so let me let me say this. Uh, so I have a deg- I have a DO degree, right? Which yeah. we kind of talked about, Do- Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, there's a lot of history here that we don't necessarily have to discuss, but I mean, osteopathy got founded, you know, by a guy who felt like prescription medications were just bad chemicals being put into the body. He felt like you could do better, like helping what's going on inside by affecting the outside. So mm-hmm. manipulation of muscles and bones and that sort of thing. Right. His name was A.T. Still, right? Yeah. So and my doctor's a DO and he did, he, he did some adjustments on me. Right. So I also, I do musculoskeletal manipulations in my practice not unlike what a chiropractor does. Mm-hmm. Chiropractors were kind of an offshoot of osteopathic medicine after it got founded. Yeah. So there are very good chiropractors out there that know what they're doing. Um, unfortunately, I think there's probably chiropractors out there that are kind of I more, don't even more, know. more along the lines of being quacky. But that could be for any physician. What is the schooling for a chiropractor? Do you know? 
I know they consider it like it's a doctor of chiropractic medicine. I think so. They're yeah. PhDs. Okay. Yeah, really, yeah. I think so. So I think there's good ones out there, and I think that that kind of manipulation of the musculoskeletal system can really have an effect on your overall well-being and probably helping a lot of good conditions, but there's like, good and bad I, practitioners. I, I, every time I've gone to a chiropractor, it feels great, and I feel mm-hmm. great after. So I I don't know. Yeah. What about the idea like that? Once you go, you have to keep going. I hate that. So that's a very... Do, that's you, a, do you feel that way? Or is that false? No. What I don't like about going to chiropractors is they try to upsell you, like, coming back. <laughs> like, okay, we need to see you, like, every week for the next... Like, it's $50 a pop. I'm not going to come saying, back weekly. I'm not saying what they crazy. want. I want to say how you feel. Like, if, if, if you were going once a week and then skipped a week, would you notice? Oh, I don't know. I don't... Yeah. Like, if I could afford it, I would go every week. Why not? Like, I pop my knuckles. Right. You know, I'm like, like yeah. I would go all the time, but it's like it's cost prohibitive. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, that's part of the chiropractic philosophy, I guess you will. That like you're constantly going to need some sort of adjustment to get yourself back in line, so you're going to need to keep coming back. From my point of view as a DO, you have maybe some sort of musculoskeletal, let's call it a dysfunction, right? That I need to fix when you come into my office. It might take a couple times to like really get it set back the way it should be, but then hopefully you don't need to see me again for right. a, for a while. It may come back just like you might get sick again, right. but I don't need to continue seeing you on a regular that, basis. That that's philosoph- just not part of my philosophy. That philosophy of a chiropractor, and maybe not all of them are like that. That's kind of false. That's you're, you're implying that your body's always out of line, right? That's not. I mean, our, our homeostasis should be. Your body does a good job of maintaining of maintaining, yeah. Yeah. and that goes back to that holistic medicine approach, right? right? For me, crystals. <laughs> for me, manipulation like that is just like another tool in my bag to help heal you as a person. You come to me, you know, I'm going to consider medications, I'm going to consider yeah. manipulation, I'm going to consider whatever to make you get better. I'm going to need an adjustment. Yeah, can you pop our backs and I, like, you know. Sure. Let's do it. All right. Cool. I've, I, Are you, have you exhausted all your questions? No, yeah. he hasn't shown me his his, his rash. No, we talk, we talk <laughs> I mean, his friend's rash. Yeah, yeah, we talked. We, we, we talk got a cotton swab. It. <laughs> Q-tip. We'll, we'll get a swab. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it for Doc Talk. Um, it's time for another. Another? You want, or is it ready? I, I'm not sure what you're going Another edition of The it, Onion or InfoWars. Okay, that is what we're going to. I wasn't sure. Ethan, are you familiar with this segment? <laughs> I, read, I don't think so. I read it. Uh, oh, that's not the right music. It's magical, though. What happens in the Onion or Infowars is I read a headline from each, one of them being a known satire website, The Onion, and the other one a a real news website that some people go to. All right, uh, all right. It sounds like it's going to be exciting. <laughs> it, it's sometimes just, it's really it's fun. It's just the music. It's it's not really that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting me pumped up. <laughs> oh man, where did it go? Oh, you lost it. I had a good one. Hang on. It's the music. It's going to be the suspense. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. There's that one. Okay. You ready for the first one? Yeah. Childhood arthritis linked to vaccines. Uh, okay. And the next one? Firefighter excitedly checks drop-off bin to see if they got any babies while they were out. <laughs> You gotta do better than that. Come on. (laughs) Obviously, the real one is the firefighters. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that that one's the real one, all right? The Onion is the firefighters one. Yeah. The InfoWars run is childhood arthritis linked to vaccines. Obviously. Both are equally ridiculous. Uh, Right. That's why we do this, because it shows how ridiculous 
<laughs> I should be able to tell. To, what we're trying to do is say, is show how ridiculous Infowars is. Right. And that Alex Jones is a, is an actor. He's putting on a character. He's like the dude from V from, for, for Vendetta. He's just a cock ass. If I <laughs> just say I that. I have never heard that I've before. I've never heard that. That is... Uh, whatever, you know, I make stuff up. Yeah, so yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. So, InfoWars, yeah. Don't go to their website. <laughs> Don't buy his supplements, even though he can get double Patriot points right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We talked about that last time, yeah. huh? And that's it for The Onion or InfoWars. <laughs> oh, you got a comment. Already? <laughs> we had uh, Jack Hall say, he's no doctor. I can spot a fraud a mile away. <laughs> Dang you, Jack. <laughs> that's a good friend. That's pretty funny. All right, uh, let's take a quick break, and we will come back with Ethan's crazy story uh, and uh, something that bothers me at work. This doesn't look very good. Oh, this doesn't look very good at all. Oh. My, my nephew drew my portrait. It doesn't look a thing like me. I mean, look at the nose. It's all... It's Will all... you just tell us about Peter's tests? Okay, okay. Mr. Griffin, all your tests came back negative. As it turns out, the lump on your chest was just a fatty corpuscle. Fatty corpuscle? Wait a minute. How the hell can a dead comedian from the silent movie era be lodged in my left bosom? Mr. Griffin, I'm saying you're fine. I'm fine? What, are you coming on to me now? Peter, he's not coming on to you. He's trying to tell you that you're healthy. Can it be both? Now I know this is ER. <laughs> Welcome back. We're back. So regularly when we have a guest on the program, we ask them to share their a crazy story, a go-to story in their life, and it's Ethan's turn. All right. Take it away. You want to hear a life story first? Yeah, let's do a life story. We can do a medical story if you and want. I think this, I think this is a story, I, I'm sure you told me this story because, we're, like I said, Ethan was my best man. We've known each other for 20 years, but... I don't remember it that well. All right. So go ahead. I mean, it was a, it's cool. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So I used to do search and rescue, right, for the county that's out here. We're in Davis County. Yeah, altruistic. Right? Told you. <laughs> well, that's, that's, you don't get paid for that. No, but it's ridiculously fun. It's fun to just be involved. <laughs> Gives you an excuse to buy ridiculous amounts of cool outdoor gear. That's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I get called one day. It's like three in the afternoon, and it is just a blizzard storm outside. This yeah. storm will kill you. <laughs> I mean, it will kill your children. It will kill is it that family. bad? That's the way I felt about it. I got up to the trailhead. <laughs> what a great line. Okay. How did you pull that out? That's good. That's I, good. He I, has them ready. I have that one ready at, at all it. times. I love it. So I get up to the trailhead, and it's like sleeting, snowing. I'm just thinking to myself, every time I get called out for a rescue, the weather blows yeah. every single because time. Because you can't survive it, and your kids like it. <laughs> anyway. I, we go up this mountain, we're going after this guy, we're told it was a hunter who had fallen off a cliff and was just unable to move, and we were going to have to go get him down off the mountain. Yeah. So we get up to this guy, the storm has gotten a lot worse, the wind's blowing hard, the sleet's even worse, it's like through my coat, freezing my butt off. Yeah. We get up there, and we realize that he's like far enough up the mountain that we can't get him down that night. Is he down by, the trail. He's by himself? He's by himself. Ugh. 
like number one rule. So don't go to the mountains by yourself. How did you guys, you guys got up there with like ATVs? No, we hiked to him. You hiked it? Yeah. I mean, this was up Adams Canyon, if you know where that is. Yep. Like way up on the ridge of Adams Canyon, right? Okay. So we get up there. Storm's too bad to like hike him down in like a Stokes litter, right? With a wheel on the bottom. Yeah. And the storm's too bad for a helicopter to come in and hover and lift him out. So we realize that we've got to stay there with him. This moves 20 miles to the west. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is... <laughs> we have, how many do you have from him? Is it three? Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was the last one. That was <laughs> awesome. That's, it's fitting, though. Yeah. I mean, so basically, they're like, you're going to have to stay with him until the storm passes, yeah. which is probably not going to be until the morning. So luckily, we've got a bunch of gear there, but when we have a little bit to kind of make us a little makeshift shelter in the winter, but we're like, this is going to really suck. How many like, staying up here? How many night. of you were there? I think there were probably like six or seven of us that decided to stay up there with this guy overnight. Yeah. They like had the time to be able to go up there. Again, it's all volunteers, right? Did you say whether or not he was hurt? Um, we didn't know how hurt he was. He didn't want to move. Oh. And he was kind of out of it by the time that we got up there because he'd been laying down at the bottom of this cliff in the middle of a snowstorm mm. after having fallen. What kind of injuries? Truthfully, I don't even know what eventually his di- diagnosis was in the hospital. Right. No idea. So anyway, the helicopter comes by anyway, even though I can't stay to pick him up, and just drops us a bunch of stuff. Just like oh. drops it out of the helicopters, it flies by some sleeping bags, some extra shelter, and whatever. We put it up that night, and we stay with him. We've got like an IV bag that we've like stuffed into like a wool sock to like yeah. try and like keep it a little bit warmer, right? That we're running into the sky while we're sitting up there, and we just stay awake with him all night. Morning comes. Did you get a fire going? No, Oof. no. We had some like little stoves okay. that we used, but yeah. and then, like a little tarp. But it's just very windy and stormy, and like, right. it's not like you can build a cabin, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, with the proper training. Right. I mean, I wish we could have. The best part of this story is, though, morning rolls around, storm goes away, helicopter comes in early in the morning and drops their guy down on his little cable. They is this bundle the, up the guy. Is this the IHC helicopter? Uh, I believe this was like the... I can't, Isn't like there a the, search and rescue? It's a police helicopter. It's I can't a, remember where they're out of. It might did be the guy? Thing. Did the guy jump out of the helicopter? He did, like, sort of on a cable. Because IHC is the only not or only civilian uh, crew in the U.S. that can do that. You know what? Maybe it was them. Sidebar. Yeah. Ashley worked for IHC, uh-huh. and for a photo shoot for a magazine, uh-huh. they took her up and did a, a photo shoot of that. Oh, yeah. Of Life Flight picking her up, and she was hanging with a guy. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway. So it's either them or the... Uh, so it must have been IHC. IHC or but, the National Guard. One of the sheriff's offices, I won't, maybe it was Salt Lake County. I can't remember who it was that owned this helicopter. I don't think it was a Life Flight Hospital helicopter, okay. though. In any case, they come pick him up, put him on his harness. Then they get back on the radio, and all of these Life Flight groups have to have so many hours of training all the time, right? right. So they're like, anybody else want to go down the mountain on the helicopter? And I'm like, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Over. Right. <Yeah. laughs> so they come back up, and they, I got to go down on the helicopter. So like the helicopter hovers in. The guy, like, comes down on his, like, cord or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You had to spider leg I him. had to spider him, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little awkward, but it was totally worth it. The best part is, like, they don't pull you into the helicopter. They just pulled us up to the bottom of the helicopter. And the guy's like, grab on. So oh. I just, like, grabbed onto like, the bottom, like, runner of this helicopter, and we went sailing down the mountain, like, dipped down into the canyon and just went, like, burning Wait, down the canyon while I was holding you, on to the bottom. You never went into the we helicopter? We never went into the helicopter. Really? I was, uh, I was in the harness, on the hook. Just holding on. Spidering the, the guy. Holding on to the leg? Holding on to the leg of the helicopter while wow. we just like went sailing down the mountain. It was amazing. Was it cold? It was a little cold, but it was totally worth it. I wasn't <laughs> was thinking about exciting. that at the time. It was too exciting for That's it to. That's rad. Yeah. Dang. No, it was amazing. And then they just like pulled me down to the parking lot, dropped me off, and went about their business. Went but to it was the hospital. so fun. Wow. That's cool, man. Yeah, it was awesome. It's the only time I've been in a, in or around that. a helicopter. Yeah. I've never been in a helicopter. 
Neither have I. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that when I was in flight school, they kept trying to kill us, the helicopter pilots, the training pilots. What's that thing called where they take you up to like, like twenty thousand or I don't know how high, two thousand, and they turn the engines off and you have to fall, let the rotors spin, and then kick them back to do a soft landing with no engine and a helicopter. Yeah, mm. I think it, I I had I, like I breaking knew, out of a stall. Yeah, Norm- and, and normally you don't. I knew a guy that was in the army. You don't normally ever actually shut off the engine in training. So it must I don't have been know. in the army then. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, was, we pretend to shut off the engine all the time. That was right. like part of training, but because basically flight training is flying an airplane isn't that hard. It's not dying. What do you right. do if there's an emergency? Yeah, that's basically all the training is. I knew so. I knew a guy who was in the army and he flew helicopters. Yeah, and part of their training was they went up, turned off the engine, right. was with an instructor, and as they. They whatever you know, cock the blades back. It sounds like stall recovery. Yeah, because that's what. Because as you fall, it starts to spin the the blades. But it would spin them the other direction, right? Well, you you get them spinning, and then as they get going fast enough, you kick them back, and the the momentum, the inertia of uh-huh. the blades slows you down, so you can kind of just kind of know. land. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. But I thought the blades would spin the other way if the helicopter was going down as opposed to up. Well, it doesn't really matter which way they're spinning as long as right before you land, right before you hit, you turn them the other way, and it lifts the it lifts the uh, bird back up. Go huh. figure. Interesting. Man, I don't have really to cool. Google that. Yeah. Yeah, we did stall recovery. That was that was when you uh, put the airplane up in a, the angle of attack so high that there's no air going over the wings. Yeah. And then you just whoop, drop straight down. <laughs> but it's not it's not all you got to do to recover is point the nose down and then right. you. You're, That's you're what good. went wrong with that flight. So as long as you're not doing it right above the ground, then you're okay. Did we ever talk more about that flight where they were? That was what went wrong. The sensor thought the plane was nosed up, and the pilot was fighting the stick. Which plane? The, the Air France. I, it was, was it the, the most one recent one where the, oh. the 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 gyro sensor thought they were pointed straight up. Oh yeah. And so it kept pointing the plane down, and the pilot was literally fighting with the yoke. Well. Yeah, and he didn't know how to turn it off. Yeah, that's that was the the pilots were, but that was the, the the it's the pilots were bad. They were bad pilots. It happened the day before, but that pilot knew how to turn it off. Right, that's what I mean. They're bad pilots. That's it, it was like it was the most recent crash. I don't know. Remember was, which it, was. Delta or something or United? One of the one of the big organizations said they weren't going to ground them because their pilots knew how to handle that. Because it's not something that should have crashed the plane. It's just they're not good pilots. Wasn't right. there a Russian missile just recently that had a similar problem? I don't know. But they had put the like chip in it upside down <laughs> that would normally tell it to go up, so it like launched straight into the air and then turned uh, around and came and hit the ground. That would be a Russian thing to do. <laughs> but yeah, they were on, on the radio. Dude. They were talking about like, is it Boeing's fault? Is it the airline's fault? Is it the pilot's fault? So there was like training from right anyway. But I don't know how I feel about the computer taking over. Well, don't fly in an Airbus then. Well, I'm not the pilot. It's not my problem. <laughs> I'm just saying those planes are highly automated. Um, right. Most planes are highly automated. I understand but... a little bit of automation, but when it's like when it's something crazy like that, it shouldn't. You trust the human instinct. There shouldn't be a there shouldn't be a sequence to turn it off. I don't, yeah, I don't know. You know I have to read just, about it. Should I, just be boop, or just know that the guy is yanking on the yoke for a reason. Right? Maybe 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 we turn having that a off. seizure. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he fought it. It went down and up and down and up like. For twelve minutes. Huh. Anyways, I don't have to read about it because I don't know. It sounds like pie error, but everybody's do you, vomiting do you in the hear, back. Do you want to hear a doctor story from Ethan? Yeah, sure. Because that story was a little short. Not that it was bad. No, that's fine. So now we have. I uh, wish I was a good storyteller. Instead, I'm just giving you the facts. 
any excuse yeah. to play <laughs> your music. Thank you. So now this will be Doctor <laughs> Doctor Ethan's crazy story. All right. So this one of one my... guy had herpes. <laughs> that's, that's all he the had, time. It's not even good anymore. Crazy gonorrhea. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> this is even nastier though. Oh, okay. all right. First rotation out of medical school. I'm on an infectious disease rotation. Those are the guys that do extra training to be able to take care of the funkiest diseases known to man, right? And they're the ones that everybody turns to in the hospital for like, what kind of antibiotics should I use to treat this really weird bug that came from Central Africa or something? Like Ebola? Yes. Okay. Yeah, those would be the guys that would be hired by the CDC. There's one in Nebraska right now. Ebola? Ebola. That sucks. Anyway, he's like, you got to come in and see this guy. We go in and see this guy. He's a very, very obese gentleman. Takes up, he was probably on two beds now that I think about it. Big, big dude. He's there, and the doc's like, check out this infection. And he lifts up the towel to show me this guy's junk. And his scrotum is like the size of a basketball, and it is like eroding away. Oh is that gosh. is that not normal? My- <laughs> Asking for a friend? <laughs> I mean, volleyball. Okay. <laughs> That's understandable. So he tells me that this guy, he's so obese. I, mean, I He goes, he's at work. He works in an office. He goes into the stall. To do no, you know, take a dump. Oh gosh! He sits down on the toilet seat, and I, they don't know how exactly this happened, but somehow he got his scrotum pinched between the toilet seat and the toilet bowl. Oh my gosh! And he was so big that he couldn't stand back up to get himself unstuck. So he sat in there yelling for help until the fire department could get there and help get him off the toilet. But he'd been there for like twenty, twenty-five minutes where. Basically, he didn't have any more blood flow yeah. to his scrotum, and he got what's called Fournier's gangrene. Like, basically, this just flesh-eating like disease ne- necrosis. down necrosis of his scrotum. So, it was so nasty. So his, his balls fell in the, the toilet and got stuck in between? No, it's like somehow he got his scrotum smashed between the bowl and the toilet seat. So he was pinched between the bowl and the oh. toilet and the toilet seat. The where there's, be- there's, only the like, above the there's only like a half an inch there, right? Right. So anyway, he was in the hospital for weeks and weeks recovering from this on all sorts of funky antibiotics. To get they didn't just take of. his balls? No. Oh, I mean, gosh. I don't know how much of them he eventually lost, but I mean, we're talking like rotting and just like necrosis like all because the way Because it lost blood thighs. flow and the infection. Right. That was already there. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, you've already got all sorts of bacteria on your body anyway, probably worse down there. Right. And so as soon as you get some sort of, I don't know, it break like, in the skin. And, does it smell like almonds? No. <laughs> I don't think you want to know what it smells Gangrene like. Gangrene really. stinks. Oh, it smells like okay. rotten peanuts. It's nasty. It is so nasty. Yeah. Actually, any infection stinks. I just, when I got my I've wisdom, never smelled almonds and thought, wow, that smells terrible. <laughs> well, that, no, you don't think it smells terrible till it's coming off your skin. Ah, oh, man. I got my wisdom teeth out. When I, when I got them out, they got infected. Uh-huh. And I could feel the pressure, and then I could feel it release. And it was releasing the infection into my mouth. Ew. So I'd immediately get this taste of rotten Ugh. peanuts. I, ke- I kept a bottle of scope, like a mini bottle, in my back Ew, pocket. That's... It was terrible. I don't know how nasty you want to go with medical things and smells. Go, go ahead. The worst smell ever. If you can ever, transmit this over the podcast. I wish that I could. The oh, worst someday. smell ever. You can send it over text. Someday. And that would be good. I was, doing, I was with the county coroner out in Iowa. So I would go out with the crime scene investigators and the medical examiners to recover bodies. Mm -hmm. And we got a call out to a mobile home one evening. It was like maybe 1 o'clock in the morning. And it was a 
a lady whose son had called because he hadn't heard from his mother in like five or six days. Jeez. And we went in there and found her on her bed. Just, she'd probably died like four days prior to that. Oh my gosh. It was the most disgusting thing I have ever seen in my life. How old was she? I think she's like 55. Not that old. Mm, Not that old. But just bloated. Huge. Yeah. I mean, you've got all this bacteria in your body already. So when you die, it just starts to eat it. It just grows. Right? And grows. So she's full of just gas. Like, you poke her and you can like hear air escaping Ew. from her. Oh my god. And there's like fluids pouring out of orifices that like you don't ever ever want to think about. True and love. that smell like tattooed <laughs> tattooed into my nostrils for weeks. I could not get it out. I had dreams <sighs> about this like just Ugh. nasty bloating like corpse. You gotta do like toothpaste in the nostrils. I should have. I heard that's what a lot of medical examiners do. You could put on like a mask and put like some of that. Uh, Ashley did that when she worked on the ICU. She essential oil. oil stuff. Oh. When she was going to change someone, like change the chucks, mm-hmm. someone pooped, she would put a mask on with toothpaste in it. But ugh. you get you know those air vents that are like just go over the vent. It's like a mm-hmm. just like a, <laughs> put a it tuning up your fork. Nose. <laughs> yeah, you put it up <laughs> your nose. Right <laughs> I should have. I wish I would have. It was so disgusting. Ugh. I'm disturbed. I don't know how you day. move someone like that. Gross. You just have to let all the gas out somehow. Every time we moved her, gas would escape from somewhere else. Yeah. Like you could see it, like bubbling from. Are we talking places. about? <laughs> we should just not discuss this yeah. anymore. I've heard that's how he smells. <laughs> oh. No Goes human. No human being. Uh, buckets of cologne. Gross. Oh. All right, we got one more thing to talk about. Okay, it's, uh, it's been on my mind cool. for the past day or so. I have a coworker. Are you breaking up with me? What? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went to Jimmy John's the other day. Mm. Oh, I hate Jimmy John's. I love Jimmy John's. How could you not like Jimmy John's? I've told you my Jimmy John's story. All right. Well, I don't, it's, it's for another time and place, yeah, but that's it's irrelevant. Ridiculous. It's fine. They delivered me a sandwich with no meat. That's all I'm well, say. I just like that I don't have to make a decision like I do at freaking Subway. Like I have to figure out what I want. Jimmy John's just tells me what I want on my sandwich. Whatever. Nice. Anyway, uh, so he decides because I got a sandwich that he's going to go to Subway, but he keeps calling it subways oh he's like i'm gonna go over to subways and i'm like oh and then the... afterwards go to advanced auto part yeah i know right and then people subways. call kroger kroger's can you think of any others uh, old people yeah i'm gonna go to walmart's walmart's it's usually so, the walmart so there's the a walmart. yeah the google there's a daniel tosh clip i want to play for you kroger's and uh, subways really okay yeah. i got one for you okay frustrated Flustrated? I've had people say flustrated to me. Okay. That's just a combination of flustered and frustrated. Right. It's pulling That's a Sarah stupid. Palin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is uh this is one of my favorite Tosh.0 clips. He's talking to a just for this is not really relevant to the story, but he's talking to a fourteen year old juggalo. Do you know what that is? Oh yeah. Someone who likes the, the ins- insane, insane clown, clown posse. posse. Yep. This kid's already kind of weird. But anyway, uh just just see how Tosh handles uh, this uh, this 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 thing that the kid says here. Okay. Have you ever been to the gathering of the Juggalos? No, I was thinking of going this year. Where is it? Illinois. Illinois. Both of them. <laughs> 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 it's pronounced Illinois. <laughs> so any that's what I I try I try not to do it to to, to people who I know or who are going to get offended. But anytime someone says Illinois. I'll say both of them or Subways, like both both of them. <laughs> I'm going to go to Kroger's. Both of them, really. Subways. I mean, I don't know. You'll get a sandwich at Quizno. I don't. <laughs> That's a good subtle way to get in your stab. 
I like it. Uh, yeah, it is because they don't they don't understand. No, they just are They're like just gonna let it fly right on by. Both of them. It's not so much that you're just adding a random s; it's that you're just saying it wrong. Yeah, it's obnoxious. It's it's like it's not subways. It's right. just subway. Mac Do you Lamore. see? Do you see an Dumbledore. S at the end? Dumbledore. Well, like, why would it be subways? Is it subways brother? Like, is it Mister Subways? Right. Is it is, possessive? Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that would bug me too. I lived with that while I was in Iowa. I lived in Des Moines. Yeah, not Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Yeah, <laughs> it's French for the Moines. <laughs> what is what is Moines? Don't know. It's French for something. This <laughs> is a map of Iowa. What you're in? <laughs> Get yourself a new map. Fifteen miles <laughs> away. Little Tommy boy. Is that all we have? That's it for me. Thanks for sticking around. If you did, it's a long episode. Don't yeah. forget. If you like this episode, please share it with at least one person. And if they message us, you'll get a free t-shirt. It says doing pigeons on it. Doing pigeons. Find us at the Art Take Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email us, Brian at scaryparrotmedia.com or Spencer at scaryparrotmedia.com. This has been a Scary Parrot Media Media production. Thank you so much, Dr. Ethan Baham. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. We love you. For the Art Take Podcast, episode 24. I'm Brian. I'm Spencer. We'll see you next time.